You're listening to Over the Line on Galway Bay FM, the sporting sound of Galway. Thank you, Darren, and welcome to a very noisy Oriel Park. We're having a little bit of a battle with the PA system here as we sit and wait for the teams to come out. It is the first away trip of the season back in top flight football. Ironically enough, against the team that knocked us down all those years ago, it's been a bit of a struggle in recent years trying to get back to nights like this. And uh, you can certainly feel the buzz here on the East Coast. A, a big crowd in situ, both sides of the terrace. The PA system is going to welcome out both sides and make their way through. Of course, it is a ground where John Caulfield and our team captain Conor McCormack had Manny's a battle in different colours. Conor McCormack is the local as well, but very much representing the West of Ireland. You referenced that victory in the Cup last season, Darren, and I, I couldn't help but go to my inner nerd on the drive up. There's a, uh, a, phys- uh, there's a third law of physics by Newton, and it says, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. We certainly hope that is not the case, because that was one of the highlights of a brilliant season last season, where Galway, the truth be told, demolished the... Uh, I suppose the supreme side of Dundalk, they were rallied, they were taken to pieces. We hope there isn't a, uh, a kind of a, a similar note. There is a caveat though, not only tonight are Galway United probably trying to defy physics in terms of that Newton's law. They're also trying to defy a horrendous record here as well. It's a much famed plastic pitch here in Oriel Park. Galway United have never won here since that plastic pitch has been laid, so it is a challenge. You add in those, I suppose, side tangents of the former years, former battles. You throw into that occasion as well a mini striker uh, crisis. Wazim is still injured. Stephen Walsh suspended. We're looking at the team here, Tom, and welcome and thank you for joining us. And the question everybody from Galway United is saying is, who's playing up front? And we really don't know. <laughs> no, and I, I think, John, look, you've really built it up to be a game where Dundalk should come away with the, the three points tonight and look talking about strikers you see we're, we're, we're sitting here and we're not actually sure who is going to start up front for, for Galway or indeed if there will be a front man we saw in the Docks number nine debut last week with that free, free kick goal in Tala that led to the Dock getting that one all draw at the championship I mean Galway come here like you say on the back of the they've quite a, a poor record here they have got, we're, we're searching for a striker, we're searching for the team at the minute. They've disappeared over in front of their fans. Whereas Dundalk coming the back with our boy by that home, or by, by that away uh, draw, very credible draw in Tallinn. This is in front of their home fans. Uh, an expectant home crowd tonight, like you say, with, with all the factors in their favour. So fingers crossed we have a well from my point of view fingers crossed we have a home victory I don't let's think John you agree with yeah, me yeah let's hope it's a good game we're both searching for our first victory of the campaign what we will say is the team that we do know that starts that John Caulfield has picked shows two changes to that side that was defeated by St. Pat's last week in their first day back in top flight football two enforced changes at that Gary Buckley uh, got injured he got replaced by Rob Slevin Rob Slevin starts from the start there as well and uh, the other change is also enforced it's Stephen Walsh who uh, replaces is uh, got a red card in that game he is suspended and uh, the place his taste is taken the team by A. Durvin as we have a minute of applause here as well in Orleans Park so that team in full is Brendan Clark in goal it's Regan Donlan Rob Slevin Killian Bruder and Colm Horgan will complete the back four we will have A. Durvin David Hurley Carlo Sullivan uh, Vincent Borden making his 40th, 40th appearance in Maroon uh, team captain Conor McCormack and Ed McCarthy and uh, we still wait for the remainder of that beautifully observed 
here in Oriel Park, a full Oriel Park, and that as well. Referee for tonight is Calvin Cover. Tom, I'll let you go through the uh, the, the, the dog, dog team, team unchanged. unchanged. A very good point uh, in Tala last week. Probably could have won it. Won it even. Well, absolutely. I mean, you look at that. Uh, Rhino Kane's header hits the post, makes the two 0 and I mean, while Rovers are obviously the dominant team over the past number of years in the Premier Division, a two 0 down on opening night, you would be disappointed as, as a Dundalk team not to have taken away all three points. Dundalk going to line out with with George Shelby and goals made his debut last weekend against Shamrock Rovers. Archie Davies, Player of the Year last year in at right back. They've vastly experienced Andy Boyle alongside uh, Mayo and Masahoon, who did super game at Tala last week. What a weekend. talent he is. Oh, super, super bear. And look, you'll see him now. He's, he's very strong, fast, very, very quick. The only thing he has is, you know, he's lacking experience, and one of the most experienced players in the league is Andy Boyle. Alongside them, over the left back, is uh, Jamie Walker. In front of them, you're going to see Scott High on loan from Huddersfield Town, Zach Bradshaw. Higher up the field, right hand side, a native of Galway, Daryl Hogan up against his brother of Robbie Benson and Ryan O'Kane, fulfilling that attacking lineup, and then up front, Jamie Gullen. Yeah, so that is the side that Galwegian, Gary O'Donnell, has picked, and uh, we have a quick offside decision there as well, trying to get some shape on this uh, Galway side and that beautiful new Marine, maroon cape, black shorts. Maroon socks as well, of course, the customary all-white, lily-white side here as well. Looks like a standard back four that we would come to expect. This, by and large, is you add in Carlo Sullivan, and it's uh, pretty much the team that competed, uh, ran away with the first division last uh, season. Back four is, as we expect, Colm Horgan, right back, Killian Bruder and Rob Slevin. The two centre-halves with Regan Donlan at left back. You can correct us, Tom. We'll, we'll watch this as it uh, develops. Conor McCormick is definitely sitting in a very low blank uh, number six at yeah, the moment. Yeah. You have uh, Vincent Borden in front of him at, and maybe even A. Durvin. It might be 4-3-3. Three, three, like three, three, yeah. Carlos Sullivan on the right. David Hurley, maybe a false nine. Is that what you call it these days? <laughs> yeah. And Ed McCarthy on the left. Uh, we'll see how that develops. Um, but no real recognised striker. Uh, on the bench are, are on the side starting here for John Caulfield's side so pretty much maybe they're trying to play on the break of course you have to um, talk about the pitch here in Oriel we're not used to it it's it's a regular occurrence for you guys John Caulfield spoke prior to the match in the build up of it not maybe chancing Gary Buckley with a knee injury on the hard Arsenal's tough pitch um, it does allow for a blistering pace of, of, of a game of football to develop out there No and look we're early in the season so you're going to see now this time of night as it gets colder there's a, a kind of a jewel come down and the ball will kick a bit but we saw in summer games, special games maybe on its maybe Sunday afternoon games and stuff during the, especially when the docker in Europe and they're trying to play catch up games and stuff, where the ball plays completely different on a on a hot afternoon and so it's very it's strange kind of to watch the difference, you'll see now as the as the, the evening wears on that the, the ball will kick up and there'll be that it, it'll It'll, it'll be easier to move the, the more the, the game goes on the, the easier the, the ball will be to move because of the, the dew that'll come down Carlos Sullivan now is chasing down George Slevy and almost puts some pressure Andy Boyle has to put his boot through and then Horgan a beautiful touch there and Walker his pass is interrupted intercepted by Horgan has got a bit scrappy in the middle edge Dervin had a poor ball but Dervin will him back at the second occasion middle of the pitch sprays it out to Ed McCarthy centre circle on the inside left position as well surrounded by two has to put Hamburg on it's swarmed by numbers both sides Tom are really squeezing each other so so high we saw Carlos Sullivan run toward run 30 yards perhaps there and straight away Dundalk swarmed Dundalk on the counter-attack that would be Buck towards Brendan Clark his first touch but both sides really going the 
you might say that maybe the teams are, are a little bit defensive, particularly the Galway United point of view, but they seem to be swarming up quite quick here, early doors. Yeah, I think, look, what you're going to see here is, and we, we can even see it now where Jamie Gollan's isolated, just kind of forcing Brent Clark to kick long, but I mean, from just outside the, the centre, both centre circles is where the both teams compacted for that. Look, we saw last week where Dundalk were playing very compact against Shamrock Rovers, obviously in a way fixture against Rovers, you're going to be playing like that. Galway, it's, it's Galway's role to play, or Galway's time to play that role this week where they're, they're the, the underdogs. And again, look, there's Annie Boyle nipping yeah. into it. That's um, David yeah. Hurley swarming in on top of him. That's two balls that kind of broke in the box there that United have pushed off. They've won a long throw. We'd imagine Ed McCarthy will take this one. It's over on the left-hand side, level at the edge of the penalty area. It's still a better couple of start of the game than last week This by this stage last week we were 1-0 down so every hope is, is turned us round McCarthy now has a lot of bodies in the shirt in the area goes towards the near post it flicks a bounce on the surface it'll be cleared now by Daryl Horgan takes it on the chest inside his penalty area lovely bit of skill there as well sits a go United player down now United with McCormack now twins swarm things in McCormack wins the ball bracket then Nate Dervin comes flying through on the Astro wins the throw as well that is uh, a hometown decision, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> well, straight, away, straight away, Ollie is out. John Caulfield is out. Uh, it looked like he got a nick. And uh, Ollie Horgan, he got booked last week. Um, Rumours that he might be up in the stand. He's down there. He's making his presence known already. <laughs> he has been up here before in the stand during his Finn Harp days, so he's no stranger to the stand. Just in, as four minutes into the game, and that's two strong challenges from, from A. Dervin. Just when you're talking about the game going to be compact, I mean, his role is going to be vital. Uh, a tigerish player, I think, is probably a, quite a PC way of, of, of explaining Ed Irvin's role to those who, who may be unfamiliar with the, the Longford natives style yeah, of play. But been very disappointed not to be involved in the subs. The ball breaks nicely on McCarthy's offside. Yeah. He will take a shot at goal, punched up in the air by Shelby. Either way, won't register as a shot and target. Coming up to five minutes of action here in a nice chilly but a beautiful evening for football here it's a proper Friday night League of Ireland game isn't it this is what we were waited so long for it's bread and butter to you guys but uh, this is what it's all about really isn't it yeah and it's not going to get any warmer here sitting up here but like look that's what it's about you you take all this you know you, you, you strip football back to its basic and this is what it's a Friday night under lights I mean we all talk about uh, you know, we all talk about the League of Ireland now being back and Friday nights are back. This is what this is what football's about, where you sit in front, like you say, there's a really big crowd. We're looking out into the shed and it'd be interesting to see the you know, we heard all about the, the, the bumper crowds last weekend and Orleo Park doesn't disappoint this weekend. Yeah, God, we're really trying to make it compact here, but good play now and a nice little turn. But Slevin does well, reads the tackle Gullen and goes back. No, puts it out at the expense of a corner there as well. Good defending initially by uh, Slevin. The pressure come on from your new striker, uh, Gullen. Uh, beautiful introduction to his life in the, uh, yeah. the shirt here as well with that free kick to give your uh, side the lead in Tala. Um, he's a lot of work rate and we were talking pre-match it's a very fluid attack and set up by uh, your home side here as well there's a lot of movement a lot of options players moving everywhere now with a bit of defender do from the first corner of the game yeah that corner going to be swung in by Ryan O'Kane from over to our to our left hand side down in front of uh, the Dundalk fans the uncovered fans which tonight hopefully he's not going to rain but he drifts it into the far post back post it's going to hang up in the air good defending away I think it was Ed McCarthy he was fouled he nearly gone back there's a bit of development work <laughs> looks like it's about to starting over there a bit of makeshift um, scaffolding maybe that's the new owners putting the uh, pennies in the pocket already as well uh, but uh, look be a bit of delay here as well an injury there there's a couple uh, of players uh, ended up Joy in the Malone's, net there the shed is, behi- is behind you there as well nice touch uh, as well from the uh, supporters on the far mm. side there also Still 
scoreless here. Six and a half minutes gone here, coming up to seven minutes of action. But nothing really, both sides really starting to feel each other out. Both sides really pressing up high, making the game so compressed at the moment. Now Brenda Clark restarts, but over on the right-hand side, over the head of Dervin, bounces nicely, Cullen, nice little touch, and Lawrence Lawrence Benz is coming through, Benz is coming through on goal, Slevin just about gets rid of it, still one Benson, good save by Clark, Slevin looked like he had maybe won it and lost it two or three times, maybe that's the surface as well, it's certainly got the home side, in July, the best opportunity of the game, Noddy's probably best contact with the football in the end from the Westmead man but Clark does well tries to get United on the breakthrough but he'll be back to his goalkeeper on the other side straight away Carlos Sullivan tries to charge us down this game is being paid at a frantic pace yeah we haven't stopped we're now seven and a half minutes in that's the first time Brent Clark has had to, to kick the ball because the ball is it has played remained in play for an awful lot apart from that throw in on that far side and look whenever you're facing an Ollie Horgan train side or an Ollie Horgan coach side throw ins become an impressive part of their attacking arsenal so while we usually you know corners are obviously the main attacking threat for teams for set pieces with Galway United tonight we're going to be looking at throw ins set corners deep free kicks everything that everything they can do to, to to slow the game down but, but to create that set piece but we haven't seen any slowing down like you say so far John and the ball's back in, in midfield again with yeah, the two brothers having a bit of a wrestle <laughs> out of each other Cullum comes out on top now Dervin will pick it up not the greatest touch in the world that's a scoop it forward Dervin pokes it forward as Karen Sullivan is surely offside oh, oh. Karen Sullivan's coming through and goal he takes every touch he strokes and it's well saved in the end by Slevy maybe just as well because I am certain he was offside <laughs> it's, uh, if we had VAR not, no, not for one minute suggesting we need it but if it were to be here we'd spend the next 15 minutes figuring out whether he was or he wasn't I'd be with you and I'd say that that uh, we're grateful that he missed there and we don't have to start wondering about it so yeah look at there's a rub of the green on both sides where Robbie Benson's connection a minute ago Brent very Clark similar said, sort of opportunities ball bounced over the top a break away and then a bit of a scuffed effort Carlos Sullivan would be bitterly disappointed whether he was off or not he had a great opportunity he kind of just stalled and then he tried to poke it towards his right hand side either way no more than Clark a couple of moments ago they were well able to stop the ball so it's still scoreless we come to nine minutes of action here in the first half more battles back and forth in the middle now it's McCormack flying in Dervin is like a, a little terrier out there <laughs> comes flying in wins another ball skip back off a couple of bodies and towards Bernard Clark who for the first time perhaps gives us all a bit of breathing room as well but uh, I shall we say you touched on already Tom Dervin He's certainly reminding John and Ollie that uh, he should have been involved last week and wants to be involved going forward. Well, even there now, Lucky, even when the ball, when he's or when, when Dundalk are, are in defensive and Galway are attacking, he still has his hands oh, out. Oh, nice ball over the top now. Hurley's on the right side of the area. Hurley puts across goal. And there it is. It's the opening goal. It's Ed McCarthy. Just rattles it into the net. Ten minutes of action gone. And Galway United, they might have a striker on the pitch, but they're 1-0 up. The ball broke nicely. There's a United supporter on the pitch. Stewards will take him away. But we have breakthrough it's the first goal back in top right football and Ed McCarthy puts it in perfect start but David Hurley how did he get so much room on the right hand side I, I think funny as we were talking about Ed Irvin and maybe his, his tigerish qualities there was a lovely ball round the corner to release Carlo Sullivan so if we if anybody gets to watch that goal back just to watch Ed Irvin's subtle little pass around the corner to release Carlo Sullivan Carlo Sullivan's cross and it's Ed McCarthy who finishes Funnily enough, that's Carlo Sullivan has played against against Dundalk on 15 occasions before. He's only won once. So could this be a, an omen that he started differently? 
Well, we talked about <laughs> laws of physics potentially being undone there as well. That's another one in the act today. So the only stat that matters at the moment is United have got that early breakthrough. How does that change things? A bit of ooze and ahs of the crowd as the uh, ball is booted out of play there by Shelby. Of course, he's first home. Kind of signed very late in the week last week. Was almost thrown in Atala. First time in the... Uh, in the home situ here but uh, he concedes the goal after 10 minutes and now United do they sit in and hit on the break do they keep the work rate that's a poor ball from from McCormick it's out of play there surely the uh, eventually our referee for tonight is Galvin Colver sees a little bit of a, a vibration in the arm there f- from the flag but it is out for a throw it's a big game of chess now about to develop really do United try and what we have we hold and sit in and go on the counter-attack or do they keep going well this is a this is there's a look just flicking through the match day program earlier on. There's a, a quote in it, a, a much quoted quote. Uh, plus the change, memes the change. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Tundalk last season it was a, quite a common narrative that they went a goal down in games before coming back. I think they were the they were the team who ended up taking rescuing the most points from losing positions. They're going to have to do the same again. And and look, this wasn't this wasn't on the cards, like you say. George Shelby blocked down there almost the you, second. You might have heard the ooze in the crowd because that was Shelby almost blocked. United on the breakthrough again. McCarthy goal scorer a little bit too aggressive there as well. Quality play by Davis. Got his body in the way. Felt the contact down. He went to stall the momentum of that. The question I asked: Would United sit in? They seem to be still pushing forward there as well. It's going to say there's, there's none out there. Either Ali Horgan or John Caulfield are listening to what you're saying because absolutely it's keeping the front foot, it's keeping the pressure on. And goal scorer there, Ed McCarthy. This is his third time to face Dundalk, but it's his first time in the league. He obviously scored in that 4 0, which you've referenced numerous times so far. No doubt you will reference before the end of the night again. But he also played in that treaty side, which valiantly lost to Dundalk in the FAI Cup a couple of seasons previous. So. It's, 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 you know, he, he's obviously was desperate to make his mark early in the game and has done so and it's up to Dundalk now to come out and Dundalk at the end of the day whereas last last week they they were in Galway's position here where they had the That's lead sort of just for reference it's, it's the other opposite of the spectrum really now isn't it I guess they will know as Daryl Horgan picks up the ball runs from that 10 position over to the right hand side just watch this attack at the moment and it looks like it's about to be killed out uh, the home side will reset trying down the left hand side Walker's advance from left back gets the ball Colm Horgan comes out it goes back of course to the captain again Andy Boyle as Dundalk now United really sit in at, at the moment but it, it is the opposite end of the spectrum from, from last week they'll have seen what to do they probably know the most important thing I thought you were very unlucky not to get the second goal I think or the O'Kane effort off the post is referenced but there's a couple of other opportunities as well to make it 2 even 3 nil were punished in the end for not getting the second now they get to see real life experience the other way around <laughs> and the fear is now that we spoke about the frantic nature of the opening that we're now 14 minutes into the game the opening period of the game that Galway will try and slow it down break it down and if they do get that second it'll be even harder you said Dundalk didn't get the second last week and were pegged back if Galway do get the second I unfortunately you know I, I would see that Galway aside who uh, John Caulfield has crossed swords with at Dundalk here with, with Cork City many of the time and they're frustrating to play against they, Cork City were frustrating to play against I have no doubt that the same will be true now that they have the lead Galway will, will and we spoke about how compact they were compact again even now Dundalk are struggling to get out of their own half they're, they're pushing forward and the back line, the back line are coming up 
we've no no striker but Carlo Sullivan is the high press Adair has switched over to the right wing as a as another press so it's it's going to be a game of press and like you mentioned the chess game it's going to be if somebody if there is a chink of arm and there's a long ball going in here yeah, I can find Jamie over Gullin. the top there Gullen does well we get at the second occasion breaks nicely at the edge of the area it's Jervin back and it breaks now for Walker Walker all the way across the face the goal but nobody there in advance so there we go Darren it's 14 and a half minutes gone here the whole the first half in Oriel Park it's the perfect start for United the lead by goal to nil we'll go back to you I believe you have the Galway Hurling team for Sunday you're listening to Over the Line on Galway Bay FM the sporting sound of Galway they certainly are Darren welcome back to Oriel Park here as well where United are still pretty much playing the same as really they're still continuing to, to attack a few oohs and ahs there from the home crowd as a couple of passes were misplaced but uh, half an opportunity a couple of moments ago ball down the inside left position Ed McCarthy who of course opened his scoring for United in the 10th minute stepped over the ball cleverly that allowed the uh, Dunmore man Regan Donnan to advance forward from left back he put a lovely ball into the area that David Hurley of course assisted the opening goal was, wasn't a million miles away from getting contact uh, a couple of the half opportunities there as well just one other score to bring you as well it's half time in the rugby it's the under 20 game at the, down in Cork and it's Ireland who lead Wales by 17 points to 3 a try there from Hugh Gavin of course huge prospect for Connacht as well and Tom there's a couple of maybe mumbrins nothing quite too wild but there's a but I'll rephrase it United will be happy the way the opening 22 minutes of action have gone so far absolutely I look Dundalk haven't had a, a chance of note really I mean we had that dribbly shot from Robbie Benson and beyond that they haven't really created a chance to note I mean look like a reference that was more so the ball bobbled in his favour but I mean even there now we're going for a long ball up the middle Dundalk are starting to kind of I wouldn't Cormac say get frustrated <laughs> there'll be a few frustrated because <laughs> yeah. Conor McCormick has just bought a free out of the top shop of the pound shop the top shelf of the pound shop there as well he initially did well to read the play misplaced the pass felt a bit of contact rolled over the referee had looked forward then came back and said I go on there and I'll give you it uh, experience let's put it that way we'll uh, be polite I think yes uh, I look him in and there's very few in the game as experienced as Conor McCormick and I think look him in if you're in his position you do the exact same we're halfway through the first half his side who are very much up against or would say up against it but come in as, as outsiders for the for all three points but are in the ascendancy now They've restricted and docked very, very little, and themselves, like you, they created the goal, obviously, and then created another chance that Regan Donglands crossed down the left-hand side. And again, look, it's them who are pinning Dundalk back, forcing Dundalk into into going for long balls. We see, like you reference, uh, Conor McCormick keeping an eye on Robbie Benson. Robbie Benson's a key player for Dundalk. Injury worries over the last couple of seasons have obviously stunted how Stephen O'Donnell wants to shape and form Dundalk's, Dundalk's play. So. Conor McCormick wise to that he's a man mark and if he can man mark it's an interesting one as McCormick picks this up in the edge of the area now Carlos Sullivan takes a shot it's deflected loops up in the air the press there for United was something else it's almost like you can split the United team in half you have the back four you have McCormick and then after that everyone pushed forward there's a huge box in the middle of the pitch there as well just enticed the home side Chelvy likes to play it out from the back United have clearly targeted that that's three or four times they've charged him down it took a good bit of deflection in the end but this United team smells blood when they press well absolutely I mean, you had two centre-halves standing almost on the edge of their own six-yard box for their own kick-out. Now, they're defending the corner over to our right-hand side. David Hurley goes short, gets the ball back. Hurley again and chips it into your post. A little flick. It's all the way through. It's, it's off the post. 
It's almost 2-0. A lick of paint from 2-0 up for United. Now a break of a counter-attack. But it's uh, Vincent Borgen just to recycle those things away. Almost a brilliant little clever play from United. It's still one will to United. But like maybe, is that the Carlo Sullivan moment? Or sorry, Car- Carlo Kane moment from uh, from Tala. That could have made the difference between 1 and 2. Who knows? But now, here comes the home side. Nice little ball from Horgan down towards Gallant. Slevin's on his shoulder. Slevin as well puts it out for a goal cake good defending as well hope the orders don't like that it's the right decision in the end the game is just a mini bit of lull while you're away has just gone from end to end absolutely we remember watching a cup final uh, oh since a couple of years ago but it's many years ago at this stage where Sean McGuire scored the winner for Cork City at John Caulfield coached side and the ball trickled into the net I thought we were watching the same there from our, our position here we could just see the ball rolling Fortunately for the dog, I'd hit the post and, and came back into the grateful arms of, jo- of George Shelby. A goal almost from, look, from a set piece, which if, if, if Dundalk were to concede, I, I, that would be harsh to say it's curtains with only 26 minutes gone, but it would be very hard to say they're getting away back. Regan Tolland now, a bit of defending to do, just boots, it nearly hits the TV gantry on the far side there. Almost put it out of touch, we'll see that in the Viva tomorrow, no doubt, but uh, just a bit of defending to do again from United. It's uh, back in the home side possession. Team captain Andy Boyle now middle of the pitch puts it out to his left full. Uh, Jamie Walker, you'll recognise that long kind of flowing hair there. Nice ball down the line to O'Kane because a one-two, a little bit of a nick from Colm Horgan as well. <laughs> a little bit of a Galway handshake there, perhaps, but uh, that's uh, part of the game at the moment. Now Dundalk, maybe for the first time, putting a couple of passes together in the opposition half, and it's Horgan and McCormack zips into him, forces backwards, but there is room back towards the centre circle again. United sitting a little bit deeper now. The space in the ten here as well. Corey's the home side, beautiful ball over the top. Colm Horgan, experience beyond experience. <laughs> a ball down the inside left. It looked like it was Robbie Benson perhaps yeah. coming flying the way through. The audacity just to step over the ball like that. It's brave. It's going to say, yeah, it's a confidence. All right. And you see on, the, on that far side from Dundalk now pushing up, you see Archie Davis. It was a feature of last season's player. Archie Davis was what we term maybe an attacking right full back. So he's, he's pushed quite high up on Dundalk then shift over a position. We also have seen that, that uh, Ryan O'Kane and Daryl Horgan have switched wings. So we'll see again a feature of Dundalk play throughout last season was the same. That fluidity in attack and this time it's their defence. Carlos Sullivan again and he just picked the pocket of Branch uh, there, didn't he? Now, just didn't break there for the United striker. But the energy in the middle third for United, uh, the question I have really is, can they keep that going? Because that this game, this pitch, of course, the AstroTuff pitch, it's a bit of an energy sapper on the legs, particularly for the elder statesman, let's put it that way. But uh, O'Sullivan's running around like a spring chicken out there. Yeah, absolutely. And and you see even there, David Hurley again is saying hi. And just looking at the shape of, of Galway, it's, we spoke earlier on where it appeared to be a 4-3-3. It looks nearly to be a 4-2-4 where you have Carlo Sullivan and David Hurley staying high. Ed Irvin is sta- almost permanently stationed here on this right wing. Conor McCormick and Vincent Borden are deep in midfield and on, we're on that left wing as Ed McCarthy there's Carlo Sullivan again being the high press David Hurley's behind him as the second form and forcing Dundalk to go long Brendan Clark on the yeah. edge of his box takes it with relative ease and Galway can build an attack at their leisure textbook defending really there because United they frustrated you probably fear another few oohs and alls from the home supporter forced home side to play along their back four and eventually in the end it was a nothing ball over the top because everyone else has been short Brendan Clark now pings it out to the left hand side to Regan Donlan who lets it go in front and plays the first time McCarthy's he touch and go he, he is off as well 
Might have had a one that went on the benefit of the doubt earlier on with that first Carlos Sullivan opportunity. But this time the uh, linesman's flag is up in the air and the home side will restart with the indirect free kick. Again, they play through their front of the back four. United sit off, but they're like 100 metre sprinters ready to charge once it comes to a certain point. But it's still Zundalk who play now. Goes out towards the right back, Davis. Infield it goes again. United just sat a little bit off. Now they find some space on the half turn. Nice little play, but uh, it's all oh, beautiful touch there from the uh, new striker, Gullen. Puts it over on the right hand side. They come forward. McCormack now just shoves him out of the way. <laughs> and then, well, uh, another one of the frees that he buys. A bit of contact as well. McCormack is uh, he's revved up, as you would imagine, <laughs> back in his home patch. If, if it was a different sport you might be asking him to check his studs there his, his grip seemed to really fail him there uh, it went over very easy but look like you say it's that experience he has it's that experience in midfield Dundalk missed that experience in midfield last year with obviously the loss of, of Robbie Benson through injury I think you look at the likes throughout the, the, the first division or sorry throughout the, the Premier Division look at the likes of, of Gary Deegan an experienced player sitting at the base of, of the midfield can can carry you so much through the season. Conor McCormick did that all last season and, and he's at it, it again. Look, look who wins it again there. United push forward now. Regan Donnan goes with an early first time cross. A Brownson idea flick from Derwin. It's into the top corner of the net. It's 2-0 on the half an hour mark. A beautiful ball swinged in. And there we go. A little bit of a dance from Ed Derwin. Not quite sure what the granddad dance is about there as well. It goes to the United supporters. 2-0 here in Oriel Park to Galway United. Another blistering counter-attack. But yet again, we spoke about McCormick right on cue. He wins the ball in. A wand of a ball from Regan Donnell at left full. And what a header. Looped it into the top right-hand corner. And United, dare I say it, are in dreamland. Oh yeah, I mean, like you mentioned there, Ed Irvin was would have been raring to start after last se- last year and obviously last season. Do you know, I mean, he, he got his crack after many years toiling in the in the Longford midfield. He got his crack at Shelburne, didn't really work out from it. Went down to to Galway last season, rolled down, rolled up his socks and went for it. And this season, I mean, look, his first start this season and he scored his goal. And then a, a cracking header too from. Regan Donnell, a lovely cross to be fair. And look, Donnellan has always, Donnellan we know has always been quality. It's been injuries that have probably stalled his career to a certain extent. But again, another one that, that Ali Horgan would know well. There's a number of the Galway United team, as you know, would have experienced time with Ali Horgan at Finn Harps. And to rebuild her is probably a better, it's probably a wrong way of putting it. But they have Premier Division experience, or even though Galway United are the. You know the, the the promotion side here haven't been out of the out of the top division for quite a number of years. They have a lot of players in there who have a lot of Premier Division experience. Which Dundalk, while as a club they're in the Premier Division longer, some of those players don't have that experience. Yes, yeah, certainly a much changed uh, Dundalk side. Uh, a number of changes brought in and a few brought in the last minute as well, which isn't ideal. I know it's the probably the. Uh, so many, I heard so many managers reference as well one of the most difficult transfer windows I know certainly trying to buy a striker for love or money you just look you've let one goal go up north the uh, Mendy's breakthrough as well the, uh, the goal we native from, from La Grey Patrick Hoob and um, that seemed like a strange one uh, I would have thought from the outside looking in I know there's question marks over styles of play etc he's still a fox in the box as he proved last week and uh, the way things are going here but uh, at the moment, United are in dreamland, really. They're 2-0 up here, and there's a lot of frustration starting to come in amongst the home supporters as well. United, you saw McCormick after the goal, just pointing to his head, wanting to keep things going. 
while we uh, try and keep this formula going. Vince Ward now will try and charge down. Andy Boyle gets it, but it puts it out and now to uh, Scott High. Haven't seen a lot of him. Ball over the top. Rob Slevin puts it away. Dervin flicks it on nicely towards Hurley. Scoops it down the line. Borden tries to encourage the goal scorer, Dervin, to come forward. A ball out of play from Andy Boyle. Bounces in the area. United will take the time and come forward. The question mark for Go United supporters listening in at home and around the world, wherever you are listening to this broadcast here from here in Oriel Park, is will United keep going as is so far? They are absolutely. I mean, they're very much played front foot football, even though, like you said, like you referenced at the start, the record at Oriel wasn't great. They haven't been; they've been out of the Premier Division a long time, and yet they, and, you know, they were obviously buoyed by, while not by the result, but by the performance last week against St Pat's, and they've they've come up here full of confidence. There, they haven't taken one backward step. And you know, in, in inspired or led by that midfield three of Borden, uh, it's Irvin who scored Conor McCormick, who's you know obviously around these parts probably not revered in the same way as he is <laughs> over West. But I mean, he's a massively you know massively important player, and that Galway back four haven't really been tested as of yet. And I mean, hopefully before the end of the night they will be. But they're keeping their line shape, they're keeping the team compact, as you mentioned. They, at, at, at this point, you know. What fear is it of a striker? They don't need one so far. Well, let's say it's a long way to go here as well. There is plenty of goals in this Dundalk side as well. And they haven't really got motor in yet. Probably squeezed out of the game so far. Noticeable there a couple of moments ago. Benson like almost hugged the left uh, touchline here as well, trying to get some space. He's there trying to drag United back in that little pocket between uh, United. But it's Carlos Sullivan again. What has he yet for breakfast this morning? <laughs> He's important now, but a nice little spinner on the corner. Darl Horgan now picks it up just outside the area plays it out and towards the left hand side for Ryan O'Kane trying to take on his man for the first time he's forced backwards because all you can see in front of him is Maroon he is forced backwards again whips the ball in towards the near post Bernard Clark comes out gets it into the bread basket and comes on through but there's got to be more movement from the home side in the area there it's all so static yeah and look I suppose like you oh, said, long ball over the top will this bounce nicely for McCarthy he's trying to get through he's under pressure there still McCarthy gets the ball takes a touch he's uh, wrestled out of in the end by Archie Davis Shelby flicks the ball back McCarthy is furious because he wanted everyone else to squeeze up as he ran after the goalkeeper but it nearly broke nicely now this is clever play from the home side but there is Vincent Borgen gets a big boot in the way this one doesn't make its way all the way back it does Clark then just absolutely rockets that one over towards the left-hand side. Still holds up in play. Davis has a decision to do. It flicks back and forth, but Davis will get it on the second occasion. Now the right full will try and come forward. Has to pull the handbrake on and recycle. Back towards Andy Boyle, who's Ed Irvin on his shoulder. Scoops the ball back to his goalkeeper, who takes an awful heavy touch and then just absolutely fongs it down the other end of the pitch from goalkeeper to goalkeeper. It's Shelby. You can't really blame him for both goals, but he looks a little bit questionable when you see Maroon in his in his vision, shall we say? Well, but there's a higher press, like we mentioned. He landed here two two Wednesdays or last Wednesday before the the Shamrock Groves game was out in front of the media, and then parachuted into the starting first team. Looked very very calm and steady, very commanding, taking crosses. Whereas in front of a home crowd, like you mentioned, it's a different kind of a game here where he's at the ball on his feet a lot more and it probably expected to do a lot more with it under a higher press than, than Shamrock Rovers have had. Galway United, like I mentioned, they haven't taken a backward step. They're still hustling and harrying after every every loose ball that's there. Has been a tweak in the last couple of moments. Opportunity from the right-hand side. Don't go through. Carlo Kane. what a bit of defending there from Colm Horgan. How he got near that one. It looked like O'Kane was going to just vanished his way through the first time we saw a lot of white down to our left hand side there but it was just a bit of defending there at the end your classic come across defend your near post 
from the stalls that attack but there's definitely been a little bit of a tweak here now will they go long from the throw and that looks like what they going to do here Andy Boyle has perched himself in front of the near post looks like it's going to be long throw Walker and left full is given an option here as well but it looks like this is going to be the direct route in towards the area and that it is going to be towards the near post headed away almost away but it still breaks out now in turn a little bit of deeper switches over Scott High has to go right though Davis now will try and put him gets it deflected bounces up in the air bounces kindly in front of uh, Brendan Clark who's just going to calm things down 36 and a half minutes gone here in Orient Park United lead by two goals to nil but there's just been a little change in the last couple of moments there as well they seem to have a line of four forward for the first time and they had room for the first time in the final third yeah and, and it, it, I suppose they need if they don't put the pressure on now when are they going to put the pressure on? Because Galway are just going to keep soaking up and the longer Dundalk go without an effort, the more restless. I mean, having a home crowd, having a bumper home crowd behind you is obviously great when you're on the front foot, but when you're 2-0 down to a side that have just come up from the first division, have been down there for a long time, when you're expected, you're on the back of a, of a, of a positive result away to Shamrock Rovers, and you're 2-0 down, you haven't really had you've had one half a shot in target, we're, we're approaching 40 minutes, you're defending a free kick on the edge of their box. Yeah, McCormick goes cleverly down the right inside, Ed McCarthy opens scoring, drills across, got a bit of deflection there from the near side, now Horgan is going to be careful because he's under all sorts of pressure, scoops it backwards and then just sliced up towards the, very close to the sideline, Carlo Kane, how has he kept that one in play? He hasn't in the end but it was a brilliant bit of defending there as well McCormick went clever down the right hand side McCarthy nearly tried to swing it across if that had made his way through the uh, centre of the goal mouth could have been question marks good defending but the pressure on straight away even a player as experienced as, as Daryl Horgan didn't like it had to scoop the ball backwards and a, a bit of a, a kind of a slice clearance in gives the ball back to United yeah and look I mean that's what happens when you're 2-0 when you're down when there's a crowd of expect, or a, you know that feeling of expectancy behind you, there is a little bit of pressure under, under pressure now again down in yeah. their left back area. Carlos Silva, and they're pretty much in the right corner. Will try and generate a throw, and that he has off the shins of Andy Boyle there as well. He'll allow Ed McCarthy to come on way across towards the right hand side in front of the travelling Brune Ernie at the moment. A couple of buses made their way across the country here earlier on, and they'll be happy at the moment because their side lead by two goals to nil as we approach half-time, 38 and a half minutes gone. McCarthy now from the uh, right-hand side goes short back to his team captain, Conor McCormick. McCormick gives it back towards McCarthy, who still has room, and then goes back towards McCormick now. He'll try and cross it in first time. It's not a bad ball in, but Chevy does well, comes through the lot. That bright case takes the ball, but then there's frustration. Carlos Sullivan is standing in front of him. They wanted that ball move faster. Yeah, and look, I mean, we, we, we spoke earlier on about... Oh, he's under pressure now. The ball goes back to Carlos Sullivan's on his shins. And just puts it out. Good <laughs> composure there as well. He was questionable under a few. He was calm there that time. Yeah. Needed to be. And look, when the ball is in the air, he's a big lad. So, I mean, he, he does bring a sense of composure when the ball is in the air. When the ball's at his feet and he's looking to start moves, maybe that composure is, isn't there yet. And look, he's near to the league, so we, we're giving the benefit of the doubt there as the dock attack down this right-hand side. The right-hand side, Killian Bruder gets a glanced header of it, just about as enough, goes across the pen of the area. Now, Air Dervin in right-back position, gives it back towards the right-back. Colm Horrigan chips it down the line, but there's no one there for an out-ball at the moment. Andy Boyle flicks the ball in field, but Dervin is coming charging forward again, and still Dervin comes flying forward bit of coolness under pressure there from the home side now Horgan just switches over towards the right back Davies goes infield again now there's a big switch over towards the left hand side Stephen O'Donnell sees it and wants it but they go a bit slower back towards Andy Boyle now it comes out towards O'Kane Colm Horgan is direction everyone behind him here as well he wants to move it oh Colm Horgan he's read that like an absolute book out of the library at the moment and then plays the ball on the line intercepted by Boyle he'll drive it back to his goalkeeper again the home crowd 
they're starting to get very frustrated. Yeah, you'll find this, and this is this is what what tends to happen here when their side are on the back foot. But now on the this on right the hand side has been coming. Of course, quality player in Davies, player of the year, plays a beautiful flick. Organ now in the in here, the area. Organ, what a save by Clark! Their best opportunity of the game. But the Galway netminder showed all his experience there. It looks like an easy save. It's only easy because he got in his way. But at that right-hand side now, it's something, no doubt. I see John Caulfield, he's wearing a hat and gloves and the full works to try and get compete with the elements. He's bellowing over because Davis is starting to make a bit of hate on the right-hand side. Yeah, no, that's what we saw. That was one of Dundalk's best attacking threats. I think Davies almost a couple you know he was within a couple of assists of Jack Byrne last year as the top assist one of the top assist makers in the league and even though see again he's crossed over the high doesn't have the ball but he's crossed over the halfway line he's probably one of the Vox most advanced players on this right hand side you will see that and it was that overload in the in the Galway United defence which caused the, the, the space there for Darrell Harkin to step into you will see that this time it's the left hand side trying to go long again but Clark now will just swing to his edge of the area you can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to go over the United Press. But there's two things there. United are sitting. They're not leaving a lot of room behind. And anything that they do, there's not a lot of movement coming from Dundalk. But Clark is quick off his line as well. And this ball might break nicely again, but it's from goalkeeper to goalkeeper again. Every ball that goes over the top and hits the surface, it's an attacker's dreamland, isn't it? Yeah, it just kicks on. So if you're if you're defending, it kicks away from you. If you are attacking, then it does give you that space to run into this, which is why we've probably seen both keepers overhead it slightly. They will get the mark of that and it will... It will go down oh, like this ball. It's a ball there, isn't it? Goalkeeper out towards uh, Benson now, and he tries to recycle and place the ball in field. They're coming flying forward, but Carlos Sullivan half stops and McCormick does his best, but it's still goal. Movement here for the first time. Again, room over on the right hand side. Horgan takes it, plays it quickly towards Davis now from the right hand side, takes a touch, cuts into the area, still goal. Now delivers, cuts it back, but it comes off the body of Killian Bruder. Question mark, Sullivan hit his hand. It was close. The ball spins up, and it's just a bit of a battle there. Carlos Sullivan is outnumbered, and it's now in right back position like the brother but can only pass it as far as David Hurley he quickly puts it down the line he's encouraging Carlos Sullivan to run down the line O'Sullivan does O'Sullivan wins the ball O'Sullivan wins its throw out of the truth being told absolutely nothing there as well probably sums up the opening half a ball that he shouldn't even got near somehow he wins a throw in the attack and turn for his home side yeah and look it's down to work right like we, you know, we've, we've constantly referenced we're 42 and a half minutes into the game and we're constantly referencing Galway's work right and they're at it again there isn't a single bar Brandon Clark there isn't a single player in the Galway half they're all willing to move up to squeeze Dundalk into their own half if the ball is cleared they will all shuttle back in their formation but this time ball's thrown in off this left hand side throw gets a flick on bounces a couple of times bounces it into the goalkeeper's hands Chevy now this time he's starting to run a bit more pace not a lot of white shirts in front of him frustrated it's a beautiful ball pings it outside of the right now to right Ryan O'Kane the youngster cuts in field such a talent he is flying tackling Slevin doesn't make contact play on is the call Ed McCarthy tidies things up should really come back for the first decision as well home supporters don't like that they have a right to be aggrieved there as well Rob Slevin can flying in there as well McCarthy tried to come something similar a couple of seconds ago it was Mc, it was uh, Ed McCarthy in the end that tidied things up but that is the, uh, the the goalkeeper we were talking about his distribution when he has time like that you can certainly see a bit of talent there as McCormick just jumps down Robbie Benson will be lucky to get away without a yellow card I think here and it <laughs> just like we have the first yellow card of the game or is it going to be it is he comes back. Are we coming back from the earlier one, perhaps? Are we? Yeah, it's Rob Slevin for that one. This ah. makes the last decision even more puzzling. He didn't give a free. Now he's come back for the yellow card. 
And maybe he gets his team captain out of the water there as well. Yeah. What a yellow card to Rob Slevin for an attempted pull-down coming through there yeah. as Carlo Kane cut in field. Coming up towards half-time, a couple of home supporters have made their way through towards the half-time facilities. The ball ricochets left, right and centre. Colm Horgan is perplexed that he doesn't get the decision, but it is a throw to the home side in front of the left-hand side here, down towards the goal that Goa United are defending at the moment, level on the edge of the penalty area. It's Archie David, or sorry, it's Jamie Walker taking a time. The ball comes back to him again, and McCarthy almost, and Carlos Sullivan, in fact, almost gets a toe on that one. But again, he's charging forward and gets a nick on the centre half there as well. But they have round room down this dangerous right hand side. And Starl Hogan now sliding forward on the right hand side, cuts the ball in field. Clever pass, opportunity comes through the line. The tidies, ambitious balls. Carlos Sullivan tidies things up, doesn't even look, just sprays it down to the left hand side. There's no one there. United were all at home. It's the home side again on the halfway line. They're going for a bit of a rally before half-time. 30 seconds to go. Should have a bit of additional time. United still leading by two goals to nil, but defending here as the home side are really coming into it. Again, that right-hand side. Davies comes flying forward. Has room, puts across the goal. It goes through everybody. Oh, it was almost an OG. <laughs> Brendan Clark has dug out one of his teammates there as well. The ball ricocheted left, right and centre. Again, that right-hand side has proved so, so dangerous. A beautiful ball in from Davies. Got a ricochet. I'm not sure was it Colm Horgan. Yeah, it was it, Horgan. It, Colm Horgan then off his shins, back towards the goal. But Brendan Clark was there. Two minutes of additional time have just started. Galway United supporters take a bit of collective breath. The best chance of the game for the home side. And it's no surprise that it's coming from that right-hand side again. Yeah, look, like you said, John, and it's a, it's a feature of Dundalk's play last season where this the right-hand side, they overload. The risk and Archie Davis will come up the, the rest, tuck over and give Archie Davis that license. Whipped in that ball. Truth be told, it could have went anywhere. It pinged off a couple of shins. Brendan Clark, you, you referenced his experience earlier on, holding on to a, a Robbie Benson shot. I don't know whether it was luck or experience. Sometimes you make your own your own luck, but luck he held on to it and the, the Galway goal remained intact. Set piece again here from United. Just inside the uh, opposition half. It's on the right-hand side. The usual duo are over. McCormick goes short. Hardy will take this one. This like a wind the clock down. But Cormac has room down the right hand side and pings the ball in towards the area. It's not a bad ball. It ricochets around, comes out now. Ed McCarthy takes a shot, takes a folly. He puts his hands in his head. Everyone takes a bit of a new around the ground. He hit that on the sweet spot. That just absolutely rocketed. But unfortunately, just towards the right hand side, again could have gone absolutely anywhere. What a strike it was. Yeah, I think we all watched that. Even the, the dog keeper, George Shelby, was watching and going. You know, he, he knew he was never going to get near luck. That goes in, it's curtains. But as it stands, Dundalk hold on to hold on to a 2 0 deficit if they have such a thing can count. But I mean, last, what, what we will see later on in the, in the game, possibly at halftime, on the bench, Dundalk of serious pace. If Sam Durant and Robbie Mahan, these guys are. are would you expect changes at halftime, perhaps? I would, because at the end of the day, the longer this leaves 2 0, it, it, it gives Galway less time that they have to let's 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 say hold on for one of a better phrase as at the minute they're still they're still trying to play football there will come to come a point where they are just going to batten down the hatches but just not yet last bit of attack here and it's going to be a throw for united to defend 
They've pushed everyone forward. The two minutes have been played, so this will be the last attack and trade. Everyone in the United Penalty area at the moment. A long throw in. It bounces away. It's headed away there by Killian Bruder. There is the halftime whistle. It's been a perfect opening half here for Galway United on the road. They lead the home side, Dundalk, by two goals nil. The scoring was uh, opened on the 10th minute. Beautiful play from David Hurley down the right-hand side. He found Ed McCarthy at the post and made it 1-0. It's got even better then. On the half an hour mark, again, more bit of movement. McCormick had won a second ball, played it out towards Regan Donnan. Beautiful ball in, and even better header from A. Jervin put it in. He's looping header, made it 2 0 to United. Could have been even worse, or could have been even better perhaps, had uh, a McCarthy volley flashed through. Has been a couple of scares as well. That one in injury time in particular that came off the shins of Colin Morgan. But it's been a positive start so far on the road from John Caulfield's side. You would say the little bit. The caveat here is Dundalk started to come in towards in the last couple of moments and Dave is at right full he's delivered he's a track and a threat down the right hand side has started to create problems and you imagine both managers will be talking about that side of the pitch at half time now yeah very very much John and like like I mentioned, there will be the, you know, you can see Robbie Mahan and uh, Robbie Mahan and Sam Durant have have that little bit of, of pace to also come in. So whether it's down this right-hand side where you see Archie Davis is starting to pick holes in that, in the Galway left-hand side of the defence or whether the, when the game opens up a little bit and Galway becomes stretched by the pace, it'll be hard to say which way it'll come, but a goal early in the second half and it changes the game completely. The longer Galway can, and I'm reticent to even use the word hold on because they're not in defensive mode, but the longer they can keep their clean sheet intact, the tougher and tougher it is going to be for Dundalk. Galway, full value for their lead two. Two well-worked goals, to be fair. Lovely cross, like you mentioned, from Regan Donlan for the second. It, 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 it's going to take a moment of that quality from Dundalk to get themselves back into it. Are they capable of it? Absolutely. But the, the, the Galway work rate has been such so far that it's really stifled. Bar, like you say, the last few minutes where Davies is starting to, 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 to pick holes. The Galway work rate has stifled Dundalk to, to a large degree. Well, there you go, Darren. So far, so good, but a huge, huge second half to come. You'll be back for us for that. But half time here in Oriel Park, it's Galway United 2, Dundalk 0. You're listening to Over the Line on Galway Bay FM, the sporting sound of Galway. Thank you, Darren. 33 seconds into the second half, United on the attack, they will win. A throw in just level on the edge of the Dundalk penalty area. One change at the break. That was a change for Dundalk. An attack and change of that as well. Cameron Elliott replaces defensive midfielder Zach Bradshaw. Tom, we'll talk about that move in a mo- in the moment. That's a bit of a tactical t- tweak. That's indication that Stephen O'Donnell wants to get his side back in the game. But defending to do for Stephen O'Donnell's side initially, Ed McCarthy goes short towards Colm Horgan. Will he cross it in? He will. It's a not a good ball though, but it gets a bit of a ricochet out for United's second corner of the game and United continue to attack. They don't look like they're gone into any sort of a defensive mode yet in this game, uh, holding on to that two-goal advantage. But it, that tweak, we'll see what way that comes in. You would imagine you're saying Elliot will try to be a more of a focal point up top. Yeah, look, he's a, he's a big lad, Cameron Elliott. He's only scored once last season against Cork in the league, but look, that inspired a 2-1 from 1-0 down. United short, Colm Horgan gets on the edge of the area, and there's no one near him. He chips it in all the way through, and it's headed away by Walker, but A. Dervin gets his head and back onto it. Will Hurley put it in? He puts it high towards the back post. It's a bit of a battle here. Shelby does well, gets it at the second occasion. Killing Bruder is just going to stand in front of him. But that's twice now, a throw-in and a corner, that Colm Horgan was just left unmarked. 
Yeah, and, and look, I mean, I suppose maybe the stereotypical view of an Ollie Horgan and John Caulfield for a set piece that they're going to just put it in the mixer and let and, and, and let whatever happens, happens with, you know, blocking and all that kind of crack. But you know, they're the two wily characters on the touchline as we've we've been watching during the first half. But they're, they're also, you know, very tuned in. So if, if Dundalk are expecting the ball to be coming in, it's no harm just giving it across to Colm Horgan. Look, he's very, very experienced. So he knows he's doing putting a great ball there. George Shelby, very strong, under the high ball. Went to give it long and just come back to went to the Cameron Elliott change. Went to give it long to Cameron Elliott. Cameron Elliott is probably going to be used for the as, as the target for a lot of these longer balls for the likes of Jimmy Gullen, Daryl Horgan, Robbie Benson to feed off. He's not prolific, like I say. He's only scored once in the league last season, but he is going to, to move about the Galway United defence that weren't overly stretched bar the, the right wing towards the end of the, of the first half. Shelby under pressure from David Hurley has to side foot it out and towards touch Ed McCarthy scampered to go forward Davis does well just stalls him down as well he's a a bit of a mixed bag so far Shelby is he oh I I think look he doubted himself there you think you know we catch the ball and you just go long like I say Elliot as the the option is there now wasn't there Jamie Gollan's a different kind of a player it was the same as when Pat Hoopman and Dave McMillan were here Dave McMillan's going to run the channels for you Hoopman's more of like you mentioned earlier on the Fox in the Box that's Maybe Gullen and, and Elliot is more the bit of a is more foul the, off the ball there, is it? Looked like Ed McCarthy had kind of stepped his way through and meanders his way down the left hand side. But it might have been a bit of a foul by Conor McCormick, who's kind of involved in a coming together <laughs> of the ball, shall we shall we shall we say there as well. Of the suspects if you're gonna line the players yeah, up. <laughs> he wouldn't have been far away from it. I think a block in basketball is as polite as we'll put it. Uh, Shelby this time does go long. It gets off the head of uh, Killing Bruder. Second occasion, Donlan gets it away up towards Carlos Sullivan, who wins it at the second occasion. Ed McCarthy, surrounded by a few, has to just take a touch that goes out of space there for sideline. And Davies gets the ball off. Ball boy for tonight, uh, Stephen O'Donnell, who wants to encourage his side to go fast. Davies still hasn't taken the throw. Now he does. Plays a 1 2 with Daryl Horgan. Back it comes now again. Pressure comes on from White, and McCormick gets a boot into it. Towards the right hand side, bounces there for Ed Dervin, who cleverly encourages Colm Horgan. And first time Yanni goes up towards Vincent Borden, hangs up there. Beautiful header from Borden, puts the way through, gets a deflection. It'll be out for United's a third corner of the game. But United are they're not quite playing with a swagger, but there's a bit of confidence in the side there. They're just flicking the ball around there like a five side game. Well, we're five minutes into the second half. Dundalk brought on an extra striker, and they haven't got the ball in the Galway half yet. So, and this is, like you said, this is their, their third corner of the game, their second corner of the half. And, and it's, it's Dundalk, who are, you know, who do, Dundalk who are chasing the game. Whereas, like you say, Galway are, are by this token, they're going to be getting a third quicker than, than Dundalk getting a consolation and get back into the game so far. Okay, short again from the corner. Cormac now will play back towards Hurley. He's going to short corner back and turn to Colm Horgan. Not a good connection though, but it still goes through everyone. Ricochets out, hits a couple of bodies. Still not away. A scramble will be a free out in the end there. It looked like Rob Slevin threw a crowd a little bit too eager. But what you can only describe was pandemonium in the area there as the ball just zipped across the surface. And even you had four players on mark. You had the two boys, uh, you had McCormick involved there at the corner. But then when he, at the, the, the corner flag, when the ball came back out, Colin Horgan was standing next to another Galway teammate on the corner of the, Galway, of the Dundalk penalty area. So, I mean, you had four players who were relatively unmarked who were just faced up by one Dundalk defender. Like you'd mentioned, that wasn't the first... Uh, short corner they've done so Dundalk were a little bit more tuned in but still ball still pinged around the Dundalk penalty area and they were they were fortunate to, to, to escape with a 
afraid that neither Caulfield nor Horgan will be happy at, at conceding when the ball was still in the in, been flung around the penalty area. There was still danger whenever Slevin made that made that tackle and Dundalk escaped. It's now a free kick to Brendan Clark just outside his own penalty area. He swings it down this left-hand side. Yeah, it seems it was a bit of an issue at Richmond Park there a couple of moments ago, the game between Pats and Bohemians. Um, protests over the FEI, flares and his other missiles thrown on the pitch. Keane Byrne was hit by a flare from his own supporters, so game had been stopped there. It is back underway as well, but unsavoury scenes there at Richmond Park. Of course, the FEI and uh, full of the limelight over the week, and uh, I think we all saw that email that did the rounds that uh, I think makes a mockery out of every person that likes football in the country as well so uh, but that's certainly uh, more headlines are on one unwarranted and unsavoury instance but thankfully action is underway it's been a bit of a mixed bag in terms of result uh, so far the latest in Weaver Park is the Waterford who lead to uh, draw it by two goals to one it's uh, Shelburne who are in dreamland at Tolka Park 2-0 up over Shamrock Rovers missed the penalty as well as Carlos Sullivan is he on? Carlos Sullivan's through on goal he might have been off Carlos Sullivan big save by Shelby everyone thought he was off it's the second time he's come through it's the second time he's been denied by Shelby in to end now down towards the other side from Ryan O'Kane held up by Colm Horgan Colm Horgan does well Shepard's on him out of play Vincent Borden is back to come through yet again it's end to end but it could have been 3-0 there United still coming on the attack now David Hurley hits traffic no foul there ensuring and the home side now are starting to play with an extra piece of tempo could have been 3-0 there that would have been dreamland still the two here as we come up to 52 and a half minutes gone here in Oriel Park the other game in the Premier Division is scoreless in that game between Pats and Bowes that now is thankfully back underway but another one of those questionable <laughs> offside decisions <laughs> Carlos Sullivan gets his way through he'd probably be disappointed but a goalkeeper who's been a mixed bag stood strong there yeah, look, I, I think we said Carlos Sullivan got the rub of the green the first time. I think he got the rub of the green there as well. I think the, the offside flag in truth probably was... Uh, I'm not going to say it should have been raised, but I would, there's a few eyebrows raised here that it you wasn't raised. The second like, time with the lines, perhaps, <laughs> if it was from across the water, Rory Gaffney has got one back for Shamrock Rovers 2-1 now is the lead for Shelburne at Talca Park corner here now from the home side they'll be trying to do what Shamrock Rovers did a couple of moments ago with the June native getting his first goal of the season it'll be an in-swinger here now and it is a bunch of players on the right hand side of the penalty area here nobody in the front of the goal they all run towards that area now towards that back post it's headed away by Rob Slevin headed away at ease Hurley now is going to try and charge them this ball will be thrown for the home side taken very very quickly down the uh, right hand side they're trying to play with increased tempo the ball is blocked it ricochets left right and centre Colm Horgan gets it away Jervin is over there the referee almost gets in the way in the end it's just booted clear by Vincent Borden no look just get it as far away from the goal as possible but the home side they have to surely put on the squeeze you can hear the supporters in the background long ball from Shelby over the top it's Slevin it's bread and butter there from the United defender but this bounces nicely now McCormick is back there when he tried to hold things up he's been trying to shepherd out and McCormick from the blind side what a tackle that is on O'Kane little old versus experience another ball over the top for Carlos Sullivan this time he's definitely on takes a touch a little bit heavy from behind him and United are starting to sit a little bit deeper at the moment home side now they go down their right hand side plays the first ball over towards Elliot he's going to run out of real estate no he's not he gets the ball back and it's booted away by Slevin now you hear the roar the home supporters gain. Look how quickly the throw is taken. We can't catch your breaths here as well. 
it's so so noticeable the increase in Ted from the home support yeah. and the home side here. And I think look the home side, like I mentioned, Dave McMillan here was 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 revered here because of his tireless work rate. You see Cameron Elliott, that almost looked like a lost cause. He stretched the boot, overran, and pulled the ball back, ended up getting a throw into Dundalk. But again, that was appreciated by the home crowd. It's work rate that's going to get... It's work rate that's got Galway United where they are. It's work rate that's going to get Dundalk back into... Jamie Stagg goes on the right-hand side of the area. Just absolutely rockets across from the right-hand side. He'd all the hard work done. He'd cut down the right-hand side. It just needed something a little bit more subtle. A little chip wedge, perhaps, where he put the three wood <laughs> through it and just fonged it out over towards the far side. He's a danger, though. He's probably the most dangerous attacking outlet from the home side. But it's still, as we come up to 55 and a half minutes gone here at Oriel Park, it's United who still have that two-goal advantage. 70 minutes gone and it's... Uh, and more who lead UOJ uh, by 19-0 a red card there as well from UOJ and uh, that is the latest score there as well more oohs and ahs out of the crowd but that's just a little bit ball that maybe didn't go from back to front as uh, as quickly as the home supporters desired no it's important gets a big head on that as well let's uh, and the ball is booted and oh it's going to stay in and Borton gets it at the second occasion but United are definitely sitting a little bit deeper now and a little bit more maybe uh, Agriculture in terms of pure <laughs> counter-attack counter-attack and playing now yeah look it's, it's, it's getting a bit ragged it's at that point where if, if Galway can see out the next 10 minutes without Dundalk getting a real threat then maybe they, you know their, their three points is, is, is getting closer and closer we see Dundalk subs out warming up and you mentioned earlier on about the the flares and pyros going on and in Dublin the, the League of Ireland director Mark Scanlon I know he was here before the game I don't know I hope he's still here now and doesn't have to address those issues Cormac just zips in again wins the ball he might have got hurt though as well as he bought a free kick for himself I didn't quite see what the uh, offence might have taken McCormack can fly in and I think he's hurt himself by probably just a standard football in collision if we want to use that terminology he's certainly rolling back the years so far the physio is making his way on has the grey hat on and comes sprinting across the pitch you'd like to think McCormick is just winding the clock down a little bit here he's been streetwise but uh, maybe that surface carpet burns and the other <laughs> come through but uh, he's certainly getting about uh, there Vincent Borden as well who was quite a, would have been poor by his standards in the defeat the big presence of the US native Mark now is still sat in his backside here in the opposition half the magic sponge out a lot of stewards down in front there you go with United supporters down to our right hand side there as well all you can see is yellow the United subs are out there as well with the luminous bibs a little bit of action there as well but uh, we're just paused here it's coming up to 58 minutes of action gone here in Oriel Park United's first away trip of the year so far Cormac is back on his feet I think he's okay, Tom. Will we, will we go with that consensus? 243 Premier Division appearances. His 244th isn't going to be great. An injury due to that tackle, I think. Um, like you say, his experience, he's going to walk off. I thought the new rule was that if you were fouled, you didn't have to go off due to injury, but I'm open to correction. I think Clearly when you I'm roll around here. and buy it, you're only looking to be <laughs> looking for trouble, really. He's going to make his way off to come forward, but he won't be involved in this set piece. He normally is. Erdervin, he's gone over to give the right-footed option, but I think Hurley will chip this one in. Very high line from the home support uh, defence here as well and puts it over the top too much. A bit of bumping off the ball. Rob Slevin got... Uh, he's never going to get free from that. McCormick is back on as well. It's like 
one supporter in particular there as well. You probably know him by name, <laughs> uh, Tom. He, 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 he's not happy with the way things are going. No, and, and look, uh, he'll grow a number. Like, we're coming up on the hour mark here. 58 and a half minutes gone here. 2-0-2 to Galway, thanks to those first half goals from Ed, from Ed McCarthy and Ed Irvin. And there's no sign of Dundalk really troubling the score sheet. As oh, Ed Irvin from the blind side. Is that not a free? No. I'll play on my go. Ball over the top. They're trying to get Carlos Sullivan free at every possible opportunity. Dervin, more like the work rate we saw from him in the uh, first half. Uh, but again, this time, a bit of hold-up player. That's what we saw. That's why maybe they change at halftime. It's Horgan on the uh, right-hand side, held up by Ed McCarthy. Horgan goes left, goes right. We get it back on his right foot. Now pings the ball in towards the back post. It is coming through. Ah. Big save by Brendan Clark again. Ryan O'Kane comes on through. Good bit of classic wing play by Horgan probably the best opportunity of the second half today maybe aside from that Carlos Sullivan maybe potentially offside breakaway but again that's what the home side what's what Dundalk need to do is get out of that right wing uh, and try and get some space try and stretch the Galway United defence instead it's going to go through flick on from Vince Morgan almost work but we're coming up to the hour mark here as well will we have further changes no change in the scoreboard yet still that shows a 2-0 advantage for Galway United at the moment as the game is very much in the business end ball over the top there another bit of shielding <laughs> off the ball uh, I think there's been a, a little bit of a directive there as well don't let go we lads run through a little bit easier they're mm. starting to get indicators in the work being shepherded out here well that's it like when I'm in I'm in Galway and I don't mean to sound stereotypical but they're there's a physicality there's an edge to their play you know epitomised by Conor McCormick and Ed Irvin throughout the game and I think it's no harm that we see maybe it, it, it coming back from, from Dundalk just like you say with the blocks nothing nothing illegal but beautiful switch of play there oh, wasn't it from, from right to left now sends him free on the left hand side defending for United to do trying to whip it in it's blocked it's out for a corner third corner for the home side United with defending to do definitely the uh, screw is starting to be turned will we see some movement on the benches so far only the one substitution that took place at half time from the home side defending now for United as the home support from the shed on the far side start to make a bit more noise it's the business end of this game really isn't it Tom you need to get some movement now really if you're going to get back into it will it come from this result in a set piece again this time everyone from the home side is swarmed on the back post that's where it goes it's a high big in swinger towards the back post but it's over the lot Horgan will try and keep this one in it's Elliot in fact Hurley picks his pocket now Hurley's going to run down the left hand side he's fouled Breckery out a bit of a disaster of a set piece Hurley generated a bit of contact down on the Astro he went Stephen O'Donnell is waving here roaring at players to come through we'll see some more changes here no doubt but uh, that set piece is just totally overhit. Oh, but some some clever play from David Harley. I mean, we look, you know, I mean, to, to those of us who weren't as tuned into the first division, maybe as you guys were last season. To look at David Harley, you see 24 goals. You think, right? Listen, he's going to spend a lot of his time up there in the, you know, in the in the attack. Well, there's no half of them were were penalties, but still, you expect them to be uh, displaying his attacking merits. Not there was a free one in his own left left back area. He's been full of running. He's even there now. Balls in the halfway line with Robbie Benson looking. To switch it over to his left-hand side. Like Ryan Colin Morgan now is defending to do. Colin Morgan is caught. Is Colin Morgan still goes through. Cross goes across. Again, it's all the way over the top. Out it goes. Out for a throw for United. Three changes about to take place. He's from the home side. There's a all scatter of jerseys, bibs, 
GPS iPads out <laughs> giving notices there as well. It'll definitely be of the attacking prowess. But United now with the throw deep inside their own half. Again, white shirts have pushed forward trying to pin back United. Home side definitely in the ascendancy in the last couple of moments. But no danger so far. More moving off the ball. We're starting to see a bit of this in the last couple of moments. Carlo Sullivan and Archie Davies having a, an introduction <laughs> with each other there. The ball goes towards that bodies, but Vincent Borgen gets head nut. McCarthy is fouled there as well. And another soft one, perhaps, but there was contact. And in front of the officials, you just can't get away with that in the modern game. Unfortunately, United will wind down the clock here. But these changes, we see McGuckin. We see Durant, and who is the third one? Is there a third one? Not as of yet, down to the left-hand side. They're still warming up the so, third yeah, sub there, so, so... We'll see, we'll restart with Brendan Clark. He's in no rush, as you would imagine. 64 minutes gone, United with a 2-0 advantage. Goals in the uh, first half from Ed McCarthy in the 10th minute. It's followed by a header from A. Dervin in the half-an-hour mark. That sees United with the breakthrough. But there has been a change of tide here in the uh, second half. And it's going to get even more direct, you would imagine. These are definitely going to be attacking substitutions here now Yeah, as well. absolutely. Lakira McGuckin's on loan from Rotherham. We haven't seen him as of yet. Sam Durand, like I mentioned, towards the end of the first half, he's a serious, pacey winger. Uh, signed from, from Sheffield Wednesday. It was his last club before he came here. Got a new contract. Got his contract extended at the halfway through last season. So, I mean, there's high promise for him here. He has pace to Bourne. So, you're going to have... We, we saw there, you mentioned about the switch of play a few moments ago to release Ryan O'Kane down on that left-hand side. And the ball is down this left-hand side with O'Kane again. Brenton Clark will volley this one and out of touch. <laughs> Almost a score from the rugby. We do have a full-time score in the rugby and in the under-20 championship. A victory again for Ireland. They keep their unbeaten campaign at a 100% record. They've defeated Wales by 40, 43 points to eight. And now here come the home changes. So it is the uh, goal scorer from Tala last week being replaced. McGuggan comes into place for him. Ryan O'Kane also makes way. So Samuel Durant as well. O'Kane, a little bit of surprise maybe that he's gone off. He was starting to create a few problems there a couple of months ago. Well, it was interesting because whereas the dog, like you'd mentioned, had this threat all on this right-hand side. Suddenly that switcher player we saw a one-on-one with Colm Horgan and Ryan O'Kane. And I'm open to correction, but it seemed to be the first time that Horgan was exposed to, to, to O'Kane in a one-to-one and O'Kane got his cross across. And moments, a couple of moments later, he's gone. But Durant, like I say, has pace, so maybe they're, gonna, they're looking at switching to that left-hand side to use Durant's pace this time instead of, of O'Kane. We're but starting to look a lot more down to our right-hand side. Here we go again. It's Elliot on the right-hand side of the area. Flicks it back towards Horgan now. And we'll get the one-two. And now he's room to get his cross in. Takes his time. Now gets the cross in. All the way through the back post. It's going to bounce now. Walker heads it back and field. Benson with a shot. Oh, almost flashbacks of that goal. He got in Tala there. The European campaign. Right, left-hand side of the area. Flashed his volley just over the bar, though, in the end. But it's definitely, I've said it a couple of times, it's 66 minutes gone here in Oriel Park. It's still United with the two-goal advantage. But we're starting to see a lot more of the home side. Yeah, and look, like you say there, at the minute you have three outright attackers. You have McGuckin, you have Cameron Elliott as two strikers for one. Well, they are playing up front. You have Sam Durant playing and that advanced left-wing role. You have Daryl Horgan, who's... Nominally on the right wing, and he's now towards it now at this stage, faced up by Ed McCarthy, who plays it back towards Archie Davis. He's going to switch, look for a switch, possibly not. 
Yeah, so United went clever that one with the goal kick. Everyone swarmed over on the right hand side, tried to fling it on the left hand side against the against the grain, shall we say? But Daryl Horgan read it and gets his side on the attack. Another full time score in the rugby. It's the Junior Cup quarter final. Full time score done more nineteen. University of Galway seven. So uh, that is a good result for the uh, the shaft so far. Is there affection on it? A good bit of more involvement here as the header goes through the back post. Rob Slevin had defending to do, but Regan Dolan with a beautiful cross here, keeping the good night for the Damore men so far in uh, in situ. That led to the second goal from United. From United, that's the two-goal advantage that United are starting to hold on to in the last couple of moments. Another ball in, another header over the top. It goes uh, there as well. Elliot come through the crowd. Killian Bruder just about did enough, got his body in the way. Header still coming through. But uh, you're right back in the game here. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, you saw there the quick feet of, of Sam Durand where he turned Colin Morgan inside out, whipped his cross across on the on his left foot. Cameron Elliott claimed that the defender got a, a, a block on it, but referee decides otherwise, and it's a, a goal kick which... Brent Clark goes long way. Goes long. It's a dangerous header. Goes backwards. McCarthy opened the scoring. McCarthy in towards the area again. Left hand side. McCarthy. A save from Elliott. Comes on through. Almost broke for uh, Dervin. The goal scorers nearly combined. Instead, it's a counter attack. And there is a cynical, cynical challenge from Kelly Bruder. If he doesn't get booked, we may as well pack up <laughs> and go home. Another breakaway experience in the end from the Limerick native. A foul he had to do. A foul he did. Yellow card being issued. But nearly a breakaway. McCarthy showing all these a pace again it broke out through nearly came back from Durban it might have been Andy Boyle that got a boot and it just ricocheted but we see that last 30 seconds sums up in the difference of the game first half Dundalk static took the time now they're just coming flying forward they're coming forward again Davis now will try and dig out across takes a touch by the byline goes back towards Horgan Horgan from the right hand side beautiful cross in it's header all the way across from Elliot, but he can't get near it it'll be recycled again though they're pinned in the United half at the moment pinned in the area the ball flicks up it'll come out will it make his way out for a corner waiting for the decision for the officials it will be a corner here uh, there's no throw in fact uh, being given as the ball looped up from left to right but the pace of the game it's like night and day yeah Dundalk no he has given the corner in fact so it looked like a bit of mixed signals there from the officials but a corner it will be They're coming up to 21 minutes of normal time left but defending and digging deep and into the reservoirs is all about John Caulfield's side at the moment. They're parked on their goal line as well because that's where the corner is going. It swarms in and towards the area, headed away there by uh, Killian. No, it was actually Donlan through the crowd. Now Jervin is trying to battle his way through, but it's only going away the back and recycle out from Shelby, the goalkeeper from the home side. He goes from right to left, tries to get a breakaway on the right hand side. Horgan gets a head on it. That's Column, the goal one this time, up towards Carol Sullivan. Gets a little bit nearer, plays a 1 2 now with Ed Jervin, and now he's trying to run and just get yards, if nothing else, for his side. He's down the right hand side. Carlos Sullivan does ever so well. He's in the corner. It's a bit early for that, but that's what he's been forced to do. Surrounded by two or three. Does he get the decision? What's the decision? It'll be a throw, is it? Again, the officials Looks like it. aren't giving us much uh, benefit of the doubt. Their, their signals, uh, they're not very no. uh, of the visual sort, <laughs> are they, there in the last couple of moments? All we have possession of the ball in the... It's either a throw or it'll be a corner, uh, pretty much side by side. Regan Donlan is making his way back after got crunched there a couple of moments <laughs> yeah. ago, I think. This is, is he going to go? I thought he's going to go all the way across to take. No, it will be a corner. United, it's fourth of the game. And so it will be a direction. Here comes a forward. And now on they go. 
Left footed in swinger from Hurley lands on top of the goal all the way through. Killian Bruder on the back post nearly made it three. It was such a dangerous corner from Hurley. Everton just needed a touch. It got a touch in the end from Bruder, but too much for the so much room in the back post oh, yeah, absolutely look I mentioned about David Hurley down in his own left back area a few moments ago winning a free kick we set out what a goal threat he had been in the first division last season there's left foot again whipping it in probably unlucky that Killian Bruder didn't get a, a better touch to it and, and make a three on the night but it's Dundalk this time attacking down their right hand side McGuckham oh. with a clever touch releasing Horgan what a flick that was from McGuckham now on they come again Elliot pulls it back comes on through will they get the shot off oh it's a miss hit on the surface surely an offside decision has to be here as well Ooh, but United are starting to live a little bit dangerously but the touch from McGuckham there a little back heel it took off the whole United defence it's a change happening here for United and I think it's a badly needed bit of pace starting to come on t- to the game. It's uh, Almeid Kazim. He had made a bit of impact when he came on. In his second half substitution against uh, St. Pat's in that defeat. He is replacing Aid Dervin, who, of course, got United's second goal of the game. So the one thing you say about Kazim, he might be a bit raw. He's over from Colchester on loan at the moment, but he has pure, raw directness and pace. But he had it like I mean he, he he was playing he played 13 league games this season like league two games like you say for Colchester 10 of them came before he suffered that ankle injury in October so look he is getting I mean without that ankle injury would he still be in league two did did Galway get him on loan well, to get his game fitness back yeah all you can say is not much that you can read and engage on social media particularly the way it's gone these days but when you see the announcement that he had joined United there was a lot of frustration from the Colchester supporters as Colm Morgan has defending to do here McCormick just stops and McCarthy is in there David Hurley tidies things up the home supporters from Colchester were disappointed they let him go he might have an opportunity here first time he has he's only on a couple of seconds he takes a touch in the area takes a shot first time into the side netting but there you have it he's raw but he's electric well yeah look I mentioned about the pace Dundalk had on the wings with Ryan O'Kane obviously starting, Sam Durant's there now. We know about the pace Darrell Horgan had, not quite as electric as he was, but still possesses that pace. We haven't seen Robbie Mahan yet, and looking at there's a Dundalk sub coming on, it's not Robbie Mahan. There, just as there I we said. Go. There's two more coming, <laughs> yes. right on cue, as, as you say. Um, but the one thing about Kazim coming on, as another turnover there from McCormick and McCarthy will tie things up. Maybe that will pin back Davies or certainly give him a question mark because that's where the threat is. He's been bombing forward. Daryl Horgan was kind of sitting off and had room because Davies has pushed up forward. I think it's a clever tactical move. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, we know, you know the value of pace. Pace can always pin back players. I mean, you see... Oh, give a go, and now. he's gone again, Kasim Down the left-hand side, he has room. Takes it first time across the area, defending by Walker. Puts it up in the air. Kasim was frustrated. He wanted someone to take a touch on that. Regan Donlan is on the backside there of Daryl Horgan. Another dangerous ball as Carlos Sullivan is coming charging forward for the umpteen time tonight. Puts a little bit of a charge on Davies there as well. His work rate has just kept on going. <laughs> Surely he's going to stop sooner rather than later. He's still going. It's 74 minutes of action gone. Still united with a two-goal advantage. But we've won hell of, of a game on front of our eyes right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really it's, it's a fascinating both tactical battle to see what will happen. Will John Caulfield and Ali Horgan, do you know, will they let Kazim be the outlet and will everybody pin back? Not at the minute because here's David Hurley breaking through. He's going to put my own tidies up and goes long this goes time long, but Rob Sullivan will fancy his chances here as well a little bit eager but uh, <laughs> he gets ahead away but only 
a little bit of respite as the home side come flying forward again. Referee nearly do a bit of defending there for United Kasim with defending it to do there. A misplaced ball. Now Hurley's the most advantage. Digs out a beautiful ball to Carlos Sullivan down the inside right position. He's nobody in front of him. Carlos Sullivan just breaks in towards the pen here. Carlos Sullivan takes a shot. Flashes it across the goal. He had no right to take a shot from there. He flashed it across. And I tell you, that was not a million miles away. No, and I mean, look, we've been watching Carlos Sullivan for years in the Premier Division between Sligo Rovers and, and Finn Harps. Obviously, Limerick restarted. Superb player. If I remember correctly, he was in, on the verges of an Ireland under-21 cap at one stage as well. And I mean, look, you can see the talent he has. He's a super, super player. Galway have massively bolstered in their attacking ranks by having him there and look he's, he's shown tonight and his versatility would have been previously known as a winger but he's the front man now and he's pressing all the time Dundalk down the left hand yeah, side they're with really trying to stretch it now as well look at Davies is parked forward in a, a right winger position that allows Horgan to come central they do try and recycle and come across that side now and uh, on they go with Scott High but he's been forced backwards the home supporters one like that right in queue a couple of oohs and ohs but United now sitting a little bit deeper there is room on the flanks and that's where the home side go over towards the left hand side Colm Morgan is coming out to try and engage will they get across in early no they go backwards again trying to control things a big switch over on the right hand side is here Horgan is in the 10 at the moment goes backwards to his centre half and they try and push on but it's attack versus defence here at the moment it's the cat and mouse but they're playing all this football in front of the deep line United defence at the moment now they come forward down the left hand side a bit of pace is coming on from Benson can he get his cross away he's running the corner just get across the way McCormick is there on the edge of the area boots it away it'll bounce just shy of halfway just past halfway has got the surface and the ball is volleyed back towards the goalkeeper United they were pushing all the way now they're pushing towards maybe just the centre circle here <laughs> I think like you mentioned you mentioned a couple of times uh, the rugby between tonight and tomorrow I think a, a, a kick and chase is, is what looks the Galway's one of those now Regan Dolan comes flying forward here but Davis does well gets the ball flicks the first time that's good play almost gets the wrong side Killian Bruder just about does enough McCookin come forward he has looked lively here come two more fresh pieces of blood here Robbie Mahan is going to come on for the home side also will come on will be Paul Paul uh, Doyle Robbie Benson will make way and so Robbie Mahan will get a lot more pace as you touch on there a couple of times yeah and Amasur at the centre half as well makes way that just tells you there as well Paul Doyle all out attack right now yeah and I think what we're going to see is is Darrell Horgan maybe moving to a more central role we'll see Sam Durant we saw him occupy the left wing for um, Ryan McKay when he came off Robbie Mahan straight in on the right wing Darrell Horgan in that 10 position and you have two up front in, in McGuckin and well, you could see that straight away as those changes were taking place as United come on the attack again and Carlos Sullivan chips the ball in towards Vince Borden. Vince Borden comes through. Vince Borden, he just flashes across the goal. He had more time than he realised there. Ed McCarthy was making his way going through. But maybe, I think there's still a bit of kind of working out the new shape. You saw players still talking to each other. But they were in again down that right-hand side and the left-hand side for United, right-hand side defensively for the home side. I suppose the more you push forward, the more you leave holes there that side. Killian Bruder puts us out. Get a bit of miscue out for a, a corner. They're fifth for the home side, but it's attack versus defence right now. Yeah, and look, with 12 minutes gone, you have to really go all out defence and or go all out attack and, and Galway are just going to hang on. Look, they nearly got Vince Borden almost, you know, he, he turned 25 earlier this week, could have capped a. a Capped off a, a great week for him by scoring that goal, but now he's, he's defending on the other side where Galway are to the corner. Towards the back post, everyone's come through, it bounces over the lot, headed back towards the middle zone. Good header by Colin Morgan gets smashed in the process. 
good, good, solid defending because you know the second you go up for that, you're going to get absolutely clattered. But Colin Horgan has made a fantastic start to the season. He's taken one for the team there as well. Referee is playing a bit of cat and mouse there with Richard, the physio, but he does eventually make his way out. Looks like another change potentially happening. Is there no? Just more instructions as uh, both players are getting instructions off their uh, respective benches here as well. I see a bit of kind of movements. Tactically, it's completely changed in the last five minutes, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. There was. A, I'm not wishing to suggest that that, that uh, Doc were using the dark arts last year, but there were certain periods during the game where Nathan Shepard used to suffer from serious calf injuries, and uh, when the physio was down, the Alton and Doc team then got this instruction, like you said, from O'Donnell. It's right up there with the, the Limerick contact lenses, is it, and the, the helmets in hurling, but. Uh, both, both benches took the opportunities there as well. Ollie Horgan's out with the notebook as well. I think we might see United switch to a back three here as well. Uh, potentially keep an eye on that one. Just look like maybe a slight change there as well. But all that matters at the moment is we come up to 10 minutes of normal time left here in Oriel Park. It's United with a two-goal advantage. They would scarcely have believed that as they made their way across the country here earlier on today. A ground where... And a team where United have a horrible, horrible record against. So far, it looks like, barring a grandstand finish, that that might all change. But they do have a lot of defending to do. And David Hurley, as he got a little bit of a nick there as well, he might be cramping up. We'll probably see a bit of that as the players get used to this rock-hard, astroturf surfaces. But on come... Dundalk again, Horgan trying to pull the strings, beautiful ball down the line, tries to dig out across, goes all through everybody, and Ed McCarthy is there, nobody able to try and get in the end of McGookin, but he's continuing to create a danger, and McCarthy runs into traffic, but Colm Horgan tidies things up, beautiful little touch, and then chips the ball, Carlos Sullivan a little bit too far there as well, Kasim is frustrated, he's just saying, give me the ball lads here as well. Well he's up against the defender less, because like you said, Dundalk have gone to that three with Mayo going off, so he has that extra space, to attack into now on the flip side of that if if Galway are defending he's going to have to be a, a an extra help for for Regan Donnelly down there but but on the counter attack the space is there 10 minutes to go here Darren at Oriel Park it's a grandstand finish we're under a lot of pressure but Galway United still lead Dundalk by two goals to nil you're listening to Over the Line on Galway Bay FM the sporting sound of Galway uh, thank you, Darren. Yes, seven minutes of action left here as well. You've missed a, probably an opportunity from both sides, such as the frantic nature of this half, but it's still Galway United with a two-goal advantage. John Caulfield has made another change here. Patrick Hickey has replaced a David Hurley. Hickey, one of the players to make a big impact, literally because he's a big unit of a man against that, uh, I suppose, little bit of a rally against St. Pats. He put himself about. He was at one stage there, he went for a header, and I think he took three St. Pats players out at one goal. He adds a bit of physicality. He's perched himself out in the middle of the pitch. He'll have defending to do because the home side are coming flying forward. Ball over the top. Column home. It's Ed McCarthy, in fact, comes out, rescues the side there as well. The ball over the top looked like it was dangerous. McCarthy opened the scoring, but a, another important left boot there just puts it out behind the, uh, the crowd on the far side. And uh, another corner, six in total now for the home side six minutes of action left more defending to do for United but they're starting to get under a little bit of pressure here as well here comes another in-swing in-set piece it's gone towards the near post and it's Hickey straight away gets a big head onto the football his head makes halfway Kasim will try and come over there but it's going to just drizzle out of play on the uh, right hand side throw taken quickly it's recycled 
infield towards Davies he's almost a quarterback role at the moment switches it over towards Paul Doyle had half an opportunity a couple of moments ago that was kind of blocked spung up in the air and Brendan Carr could come out and gobbled it up but more just defending United need to stay strong now Hickey straight away involved but Horgan does well Davies now puts it over towards Boyle again cuts in field with a left footed option he's over on the right hand side stops with the handbrake on and recycles it over here towards Robbie Mahan he's going to across on the right hand side tries to dig out across with his right foot but it seems like it's just for standing on ah, it's a frustrating end to a nice period of play from Dundalk just at, the, at this time you're 85 minutes into the game at this stage it's probably time to start putting balls into box and just hoping where they go but it, it, it hasn't happened so far for Dundalk tonight in front of a crowd quite of a large crowd 3,102 Kieran is thankfully passed his way through the press box here at the moment I think the majority won't be happy at the moment maybe there's a, a hundred or so of those that don't you right inside will be happy but a big four minutes plus a chunk of addition time as well you think about a couple of injuries there as well McCormick goes down for an age at one, at one stage wasn't he I don't think United will be any rush to take any set recoveries there for McCormick and just as I said right in cue Kenny Bruder steps over the football <laughs> Brendan Kirk comes out to take this set piece goes from left to right over towards the right hand side O'Sullivan gets a little flick on it bouncing the way Boyle gets rid of it O'Sullivan takes it on his chest back towards Colm Horrigan again and then Hickey now tries to go around the corner but it's been blocked there Hickey now putting the pressure on Walker over there Hickey blocks it out over towards the crowd of the home faithful in the shed there and the pressure comes on Hickey is coming charging forward still putting the pressure on but the home side do well trying to build for deep here as well but it ricochets up and there comes Hickey again McCormick now advanced at the moment dribbles into the middle third he's playing in at the 10 position at the moment ball back towards Borden who has to just fling it first time back it comes and recycle now picked up by Daryl Horgan he's under pressure straight away Carlos Sullivan couldn't just hold him up stelled him a little McGuigan now under pressure has to recycle it nicely and the home side continue to attack down this right hand side there's such a overload at the moment man this is time with the left again it's that ball Gintal and trying to steady this ship boots it down the line O'Sullivan takes a touch in front of John Caulfield waving on O'Sullivan though runs out of space runs out of the sideline runs out of pitch there as well Davies takes a throw quickly. Tempo is really, really good. Homeside really have to go for it now. I have to. Like, I mean, you have, we're in the 88th minute now, and Dundalk haven't, haven't forced Brian Clark into anything outside a regulation save. I mean, you, you see the space starting to come. You see Galway are starting to tire, so they're filtering back. They're getting more and more defensive, but still. Davies now tries to get the ball into dive and header. Over there from Regan Tolland, breaks on the edge of the area, picked up again, though for the home side to continue to squeeze on. It's picked up again by Mann, plays the ball left foot infield, Horgan steps over the football, it'll go all the way across to Walker, quickly moves it down the line. Now they try and come in from the right hand side, it's a right footed inswinger, it's a little bit deep though, breaks on the edge of the area, will they take the shot? No, they're going to take the time, the ball ricochets left, right and centre there as well, breaks away, and then <laughs> McCarthy just goes for a touch, hits the far 22, hits the ball in through, it'll be a line out to the home side. <laughs> Uh, not even trying to disguise there as well as uh, another football on the pitch there as well but uh, it's just all about the angles there as well tries to get his side up the pitch two minutes to go of normal time two minutes two goals is the advantage for United the break a lot of bounces into the hands of Brendan Clark who's just trying to make a mockery of the situation there as well if it's all about body language he's just standing there and takes it in without even moving a, a wink 
He drives it long, up towards Hickey, ball bounces over the top. Can see him, can he get there? No, goalkeeper to goalkeeper. I think Shelby, I was about to say go long, but he bowls it out towards the left-hand side, towards Walker. Walker infield towards Horgan. Beautiful first-time ball on it goes again, but the Hickey's coming on. Hickey gets the turnover. Hickey's going to go in towards the area, left-hand side. He's going to have to hold this up. He's on his own. Carol Sullivan's comes through. Hickey down by the byline. Hickey runs out of room. Good defending in the end. I think he got a bit gassed there, if nothing else. <laughs> and look, he's a big unit, like you say. I mean, if you see him coming at you, I mean, he's all the way from, from Chicago. Oh, another big man coming through there, the UNR, New York yeah, native there, Vince Borden. And then, then similar, he runs out of gas there as well. Picked up by Paul Doyle. Doyle now plays the ball over towards the right inside. McCookin now, inside right position. Hickey's putting the pressure on. McCookin still goes forward, hits the edge in the area, scoops the ball backwards towards Mahan. Mahan is all left foot. He plays the ball the left foot. Nice little flick ball. Back here towards Boyle. Doyle plays the ball over. It's been held up. United pretty much parked in the edge of the area at the moment. Sprayed over towards the left-hand side. Can they get a cross goal? There's a, a minute of normal time left. Ball pinged into the area. Heads it up. It's Hickey there. Back to Finn and gets a, a body and a man and clatters someone. There's a United player down as well. Maybe similar to one of those incidents at the end of the Pats game where he takes man ball and the works here as well. But we're about to hit the 90. And so far, United are hanging on. I, and, and look more than hanging on. I mean, hanging on is where you've you know you're you're, you're two one up and you're repelling balls out of your box to knock of plenty of possession, to knock of plenty of balls around the box. But when they put that ball in, it's not overly threatening. Brendan Clark, like I say, hasn't been overly stretched. The ball's coming in there. Was it Patrick Hickey came through man ball and everything cleared that balls in the edge of the. Galway Pendleary with Brent Clark. It's in his hands. The only time it's really been in his hands, a couple of regulation saves. We've six, six minutes of time. It still hasn't stopped the flow of home supporters making their way towards the exit. Well, that's a lot of time. No. As United bomb this one forward on the right, it bounces a couple of times. Again, it's Hickey, who's all action at the moment since he's come on. It's been held up now by Carlos Sullivan. What a game he's had, pretty much up top in a kind of a, an unusual role for him this is a United player down in a heap at the edge of the area there but on come the home side led by Walker he's going to break halfway he charges the way down the left hand side and still on he goes flicks it out towards the left wing it looks like it might be Ed McCarthy who's down there makes his way up but it's all about the action down towards the right hand side the home side have the ball in the middle of the pitch now they're trying to make a bit of an overload on the right hand side they switch it infield down that inside right position edge of the area now comes towards Davies Kazim is in front of him goes off the shins and then booted away McCormick passes the ball towards John Caulfield and there's a minute of the six after being wound it up there so far second and ball on the pitch as well <laughs> who threw that one out it, it came from the area of the Dolway dugout I'm not going to say it was the Dolway dugout but it came Cynical, from that the area the dark arts <laughs> in full flow here as well I think what is uh, Galvin Coffer a referee is just going to add more time onto it by making a, a needless drop ball here as well he could have just played on I would have thought but either way Paul Doyle has the football back, plays it infield, centre circle as they switch over towards the left hand side, trying to ride it from left to right. A minute and a half gone of the six so far. This attack has been held up, and United now start to engage a little bit higher. Ball over the top, that's a good ball to come through. High boot there, the ball ricochets off the hand of Slevin. On the goal, play on is the call. Like to see that one back. Doyle takes a shot. Doyle takes a shot. What a save oh, through a the save. crowd from Brendan Clark. His best one of the game so far. He wouldn't have seen that to the very last second experience, though. What a netminder. And goes to show having a quality goalkeeper is paramount in the modern game. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you look at, even like I'd mentioned, he hadn't been stretched yet. We're in the 92nd minute, and it's, he's, he's that alert. He's that experienced professional 
keep himself Ricochet alive. in the area. What's that going out for? Talking about getting fall. <laughs> Ping round the Galway United penalty well, area. There's no way. The all you can say it flew. It went from the corner of the left hand side, came across, flew back and forth. Might have two or three people in the meantime. And next thing, it's half an effort and goal. When the ball bounces in the area on the Astrotroph, it's anyone's guess what happened. So anyone, fortunately for Dundalk fans, it's not going into the Galway net nor near it. What is going? Brandon Clark signal that the, there's a double substitution. We're going to Leo Gax is looking like yeah, he's going to make his Premier like, Division debut, yeah, and so I can't see twenty. That's Tom Costello, I think, there as as well. The so birthday boy. Yeah, the Scouser might make his way into proceedings here as well. McCormick, what a performance he has put in. He's really rolled back the years. I suppose on a personal note, it's a game that means so much to him. You add in all the experience, everything that goes with that. The opening goal scorer will make way here. Ed McCarthy makes way. He opened the scoring on the 10th minute. And as you said, Leo Gaxa on for his debut for United. Uh, Sean for Kerry last season after uh, a bit of a spell in the UK with Sheffield United another player who's had a fine fine game is Carlo Sullivan he makes way Tom Costello will play the last couple of moments up top as well the uh, Liverpool begin who has uh, joined in the offseason come on made his debut last week against St. Pat's and United will restart with a free kick just in a side the uh, centre circle of the home side look at the clock we've played three and a half almost four of the six about two to go Bruder now chips this one from left to right down towards that corner down towards the chip fans the ball comes through Costello is into it straight away Costello makes a nuisance Costello puts it on the side net what an introduction that would have been what a birthday present that would have been and it's still the two but it just goes to show when the ball hits that surface God only knows what's going to happen next yeah I look it is it, it, it's, it's hopping about there Dundalk's probably lucky to get away with that one like you mentioned a bit of ricochet from the previous Dundalk corner Galway lucky to get away with it but that's Dundalk attacking on his right hand side Archie Davis, Davis looks to, to find space inside no, but, but Vince so Borden Vince Borden has done a lot of that again I repeat he would have been disappointed with his game against Pats but he's been really on it tonight here so far perhaps a little bit of a rocket up the backside earlier during the week from the uh, the management in the uh, review of that game and that defeat against the Pats but uh, as the clock continues to wind down we've about a minute and 15 seconds left here in Oriel Park and it looks like it's going to be the first win on the plastic pitch here at Oriel <laughs> for United so far an unexpected victory the truth be told not quite the same fireworks as the cup victory back in Eamon DC Park last season but arguably a victory of even more importance as United look to try and kickstart their life back into top flight football here as well and uh, so far so good but a little bit of a grandstand finish coming through as the home side try and play it down there right inside in front of the bench nice ball in from Davies almost taken on the touch there but Regan Dolan can set up the second goal with a beautiful cross this time with action on the defensive side now Costello is flying his way forward a bit of keep ball back in front heavy touch taken by Andy Boyley just about digs the ball out but it's a little bit too far and Colm Horgan ever experienced just heads the ball back to his goalkeeper and I think we're all soon going to say that's all she wrote <laughs> I think yeah I, do. I think Brendan Clark like you mentioned earlier and he's going to look for touch here possibly he's going to try and milk as much he's pointing up in the air there's none of his defenders coming back but I think this is going to go time route is one. up but one last ball up towards Kasim. will it get in front of him it's missed by Davis. Kasim will let this bounce away from the throw a throw on the edge of the area that United will be in absolutely no rush he'll listen down and see down to our right hand side the goal with United travelling army in full voice at the moment 
And I was about to say there's the full-time whistle. Just one <laughs> of the three there it's as well. Encouraging Rick and Donald to take this throw quickly. The tomorrow man, understandably, is a no-rush here to take this one, is he? He has to be careful now. Plays a 1-2 with Hickey and then down it goes again and very tight there and Davies puts out. So it's a throw to the home side. They're trying to take this one quickly as Paul Doyle. He's been all actions. He's been introduced in the second half. But the cross is dig out. Still on we play and there it is again. Just to wind things up perfectly. So perfect symmetry is Conor McCormick, the captain's armband. He's certainly had a captain's performance here. What is a, going to be a famous victory for John Caulfield's side. Their first one back in top five football. Any disappointment midweek after the uh, defeat on the opening night against St. Pat's looks like it's going to be undone because there is the full-time whistle at Oriel Park. It's a fantastic night on the road. Galway United have defeated Dundalk by two goals to nil. A goal in the 10th minute. It was set up by David Hurley down the right-hand side. He said Ed McCarthy through. That made it 1-0. He's got 2-0 on the half-an-hour mark. A ball that started and a move that started with Conor McCormick who put in a, an outstanding performance winning the ball back high up in the middle of the Dundalk pitch he played the ball out on the left hand side even better crossing from Regan Dolan even better header from A. Jervin loop and header looped the way across into the top right hand corner that made it two United they didn't hang on they were under a bit of pressure in the second half but a streetwise performance and uh, probably a performance that's probably just going to go ooh there's a bit of a difference this year with Go United back in top flight football. Well, absolutely. I mean, you look at the experience. Like I spoke kind of at the start of the of the game about the experience they brought to the Premier League. The experienced players they have. Brendan Clark, 38 years of age. You look at the, the that back four: Regan Donlan, Rob Slevin, Killian Bruder, and Colin Horgan. But they're all experienced Premier Division players. You step forward. You have Conor McCormick. He'll hit 250 Premier Division games this season if he stays fit he's only five or six to go after this you look further up the field and you're looking at the likes of Ed McCarthy not as experienced but it still has been around Ed Irvin David Harley have been round the leagues whereas you look at Dundalk and you look at that that experience isn't isn't there tonight and it will come no doubt but the, 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 leg, the miles that the Dundalk or that the Galway players have in the legs show tonight that bit of experience that bit of you know that was a you know you want to term a professional away performance they got their two first half goals yes granted they were under pressure the last 10-15 minutes but in truth bar that 92nd minute uh, save from, from Paul Doyle Brendan Clark really wasn't stretched he had to be alert a few times absolutely but I mean that was a top class save to his right hand side but beyond that the, the, the defence in front of him stood firm. Dundalk puffed, puffed, whatever, never really blew the door down for want of a better phrase. I mean, we're, we're sitting here thinking about man of the match. I mean, there's a number of candidates you mentioned, Carlos Sullivan, Vince Borden, you know, ran his harder, Conor McCormick, obviously, like, when he comes here, he's obviously more fired up than he is anywhere else in the league. But, and we mentioned, you know, people spoke before about when McCormick was here at, at, at Cork City and maybe some of his performances he came here as well at Pats maybe a wee bit impetuous is probably too hard but you know definitely he's a hot-headed character on the field you know a bit of bite that's this game but he was very mature performance tonight he ran that midfield I have to say you know he's, he's thoroughly impressed me tonight it's going to be hard there's himself Carlos Sullivan Ed McCarthy had a great game until he went off Killian Bruder was strong in defence the whole time I, I, I would find it hard to, to pick a man of the match tonight for Galway 
I'll put you on the spot then. <laughs> and you're always lining that up for myself. You only took, took yourself a hole there, Tom. You're right. Um, it's testament to the performance because right down the spin, I thought the likes of Colin Morgan just deserves huge credit because he struggled so badly with injuries and you're always thinking of a player that many injuries that late in your career. But he's come back so determined this year, even against Pats, he was brilliant. He was exceptional tonight. That is a difficult challenge. Rhino Kane on this pitch, on this surface, in front of a, a Dundalk side that surely is going to be bouncing after the performance in Tala. Um, I, defensively, United solid. There's so much energy in midfield. Carlos Sullivan didn't stop running. I, I don't envy you here trying to <laughs> trying to make the decision as I've had all the, the pressure back on you. Seen as he, look, like you mentioned, look, Colin Horgan was outstanding. But again, I go back to the experience. I mean, the man has been around the league, started with Salt Hill Devon, obviously with Galway, then Cork, Derry, Sligo, back at Galway. But like you mentioned, the last name you mentioned there was Carlos Sullivan. And I suppose when you mentioned Horgan, we used to see him as a, as, as a fullback. For O'Sullivan, I'm more used to seeing him. Look, we, we saw him kind of playing in the fullback role there for Sligo a wee bit last season with the, the, their injuries. He's more used to seeing him being as a winger. But, I mean, for me there, he played almost as a number nine. He was the top press. So, I mean, playing such a, a, a crucial role in that, in that performance whereby his energy, they relied a huge amount on his energy to lead the line. I'm going to... I'm going to give it a narrow one for, for Carlo Sullivan. I think that's probably the perfect summary. We go back, conversations, we saw the team sheet. We saw from a United perspective, who's going to play up front. There's no strikers. We joked about a 4-6-0 and all that. But the performance that he put in there up top, he was on it from the first minute. He led the charge. But, um, like, I don't think in their wildest dreams when John Caulfield and Ollie and Chris Callaby put that plan together, they would have thought it would have worked as well as it did and that probably sums things up yeah I mean like look you look at you look at the damage Stephen Walsh has done the last two seasons in the first division I mean he, he was recast as a as a centre forward he was a battering ram he's a, he's a left foot he's a, a thunderbolt of a left foot he just blasted his way through the through the first division but it was something and then obviously when Wazim came in last year as well there was a little bit more guile maybe about Wazim's you know his play but again he's a big he's a big presence and he's a focal point that focal point wasn't necessarily there uh, tonight but it didn't need to because the energy that came off Carlo Sullivan the energy that came off David Harley behind him Ed McCarthy you know full of running they, they were well they were well drilled lucky expect no different from a John Caulfield from a, an Ali Horgan side but to carry out that action for a full 90 minutes, I mean, you said there, I mean, the intensity was helter-skelter for the first half an hour. They pressed so high. They got, they got their two goals, and then you thought, right, listen, have they got that energy in them to be... Obviously, they're not used to playing in that tempo for so long. You know, and they did. They had it right through to 90-plus-2 when Dundalk really stretched them. And that Paul Doyle shot, I mean, that was still from the edge of the box. That went through three or four bodies earlier on in the game. <laughs> that might have been blocked by a less tired body. So, I mean, no credit to the Dundalk, or to the to the Galway United rearguard for, for reducing Dundalk to that Dundalk. Look, they have to dust themselves down again. They had a great result last week. Or You know, it, it looked like it set a platform. Fortunately, this is a setback for, for Galway. It's the opposite way around. They had the performance last week, but didn't have three points. Now they're coming away for three points, and, and they're looking at it going, right, listen, we can can build on this. And, I mean, look, because they've been away for so long, they're looking to solidify their place in the in the Premier Division. It's going to be, I mean, you, you saw the results. You know, we see the results tonight. Shells, the last way locked, were, were beaten. Yeah, they've, they've won 2-1 at Tulka Park, so... What a result that is for Damien Duff's side. Um, the one thing that's changed and probably going to be the learning curve, really, that we 
didn't experience last season is we're into a double week now, a double game week. So it's Waterford to come to Amy DC Park on Friday night. Then it's a trip to Talca to play Shelburne, who've just defeated Rovers. That condensed game time, there's a lot of players there that are... You know, you'd, you think of the likes of McCormick, his body, you'd imagine, will be in ribbons after playing on that surface <laughs> and a few others to go with that. That's where the challenge is, isn't it, when you're into that absolute grind of game, someone come around so quickly. And then, I mean, you look at the Shamrock Rovers squad who have, have dominated the league for the last number of years. You look at their team who wasn't even playing. You look at the middle lads they had injured last week. You had, you know, the likes of Richie Towell, Jack Byrne, obviously, is out. You, you know, you, you, had, you had players didn't even feature in the match this squad those guys are going to come back throughout the league Dundalk don't necessarily have that depth and neither do Galway you're looking at there obviously you've, you've, you've Stephen Walsh suspended you have Wazim injured and you've Gary Buckley injured so you've, you've, you've three out of out of tonight's match day squad that are gone but I mean you delve deeper into that you have uh, Joe Wright the goalkeeper has no experience here Conor O'Keefe Morris Nugent are more experienced first division players. Leo Gax, obviously, saw come on tonight, and Paddy, uh, Patrick Hickey. Again, they're more experienced first division players. Franz Lee Lombodo, serious talent, has potential, but again, first division. Costler, we saw on loan. Kazim, you know, we, we spoke about his, his, league, his League Two appearances, but the bulk of your experience is what played tonight. And that's possibly going forward. That experience, like I, I referenced a couple of times, that experience shone through tonight. Will that 11 be able to take to the pitch for the double game weeks? Will it be able to take to the pitch for, you know, in the same way if a key component is injured? Like you mentioned, if McCormick is injured, does that team play? Does, Air, does A. Dervin hold that midfield together in the same way as Conor McCormick? And, you know, there are questions that Ali Horgan and, and, and John Caulfield have to have to going to have to answer during the season and ho- possibly hopefully not like but there are going to be those those double game weeks where you have to prioritize listen what game are we going to look for the three points and what game are we going to maybe sacrifice is the wrong word but put in maybe a, a display where it's maybe less likely to take the three points there is it there are questions for another day <laughs> right now we'll focus on the first victory back in top light football probably a result that many people didn't expect but a wonderful, wonderful performance here on the road. Sees United defeat Dundalk by two goals to nil. Goals, just a reminder again, in the 10th minute uh, from Ed McCarthy, added by a goal on the half an hour mark from A. Dervin sees John Caulfield's side make the trip down home with their first points of the victory. Thank you so much, Tom, for joining us and giving your insight here tonight in Oriel Park. But for here, Darren, it's over and out. It's full time here in Oriel Park. Galway United 2, Dundalk nil. You're listening to Over the Line on Galway Bay FM, the sporting sound of Galway.